Welcome to this, the latest episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by NGA Traffic. They are growing by the day, Fabian. Yeah. Clients, staff, reach. It's wonderful. It's great to see. Office furniture. Office furniture is a big, big part of growth, and it's great to see that they've invested in that. We didn't record last week because uh, there was a, uh, some sort of scheduling snafu. I'm not not exactly sure what happened. I don't think any of us do. You were a bit prickly earlier in the week. Oh, a little no. bit. You were a little bit prickly, and I think that. I, went, I think I think you've taken my. But I think that extended throughout the week, and we had a bit of scheduling problems, and we couldn't record Wednesday because you mm. were doing something. We couldn't record Thursday because Tim. I had was a doing Father's it. Day. I had a Father's Day evening at the Kinder with with Harvey, which mm-hmm. was. Really good. Which was tolerable. No, it was really fun. I had okay. got my face shaved or you know, with a with a what they call it, a icy pole stick and some oh, shaving yeah. cream. Yeah. How'd that work? We had some finger food, you know, we put together some puzzles and blocks and drew self portraits of each other and mm-hmm. it's not self portraits of each other, portraits of, of one another. You couldn't have done this at home on another another time? Oh, I think it's about going into their environment at Kinder and sharing an experience. It was quite good and then uh as a reward, I took the little man past Maccas for a, a McFlurry after it. Oh, yeah. Did you get anything? Yeah. yeah. Caramel Sunday. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've had one of those. You know that uh, apple McFlurry thing? I bought one for Kelly and it melted by the time I got yeah. it. It's she said it was nice, but it would have been better if, if the structural integrity of the ice cream was still intact. You know the issue with it is? The actual – and I found this at home if I have an apple pie and I put ice cream on it. The McDonald's apple pie pastry is shitful. If you add anything to it, it just it just disintegrates. It's just crap. It's just full sugar. It doesn't have any crunchiness. Is it like a prawn cracker from the Chinese restaurant? As soon as it, as soon as it hits your tongue, it kind of. I think that's a disservice to the prawn cracker. I, I actually, this is weird. Kelly and I were watching some episodes of Power in bed. A couple you of love months. shit like that. Suits, Power, George Billions, Billions, yeah, yeah all of, of us, yeah. all of them. So, um, watched about four episodes, and then Kelly fell asleep. I'd kind of gotten over the, the hump and I was kind of awake. So I went to the lounge room to watch ESPN and it just getting a bit peckish. It was about 12.30. Yeah, yeah. To my surprise, great surprise, prawn crackers. They have to be fresh though, don't they? Oh, these were from Saturday night. Oh. They were still, they were, no, they were in good nick. Polished. Beautiful. Oh, Jesus. You can't eat them quietly, can you? You can't eat them covertly. You sound like you're making a lot of noise. I don't yeah. know if it's because internally it sounds like it's like when you're crunching a corn chip. You don't know really externally how loud you are, but yeah. Hmm. What were we talking about to get to this? Well, I don't know. Um, in case you haven't noticed, Timbo Singlets isn't here. Singlets. Well, he's in a. He'd be in a singlet right now. He would be. Is he? He's doing a. Is he what? He's directing a primary school production of a musical or something? Or no, he's in. He's in Bali. Yeah, whatever. So Singlets isn't here, and in lieu of that. Um, Last week we were going to do a Carlton season recap, but we won't do that. Didn't we do that the week before? No, no, we, we sort of did moments. We've got to do players, I think, oh. more. So we'll, we'll wait till Tim gets back to have a crack at that, and that'll probably coincide more with trades and yeah. and whatnot. So we'll tackle a, a full-on Carlton thing uh, when trades. Well, this is this is the place to be if you want to know any information oh, on Matt, trades. Matt, we are we are clued in, and just you wait. I think I wouldn't be surprised if throughout the record at some stage we we hear some. Some nuggets, some morsels of trade news. So Our credibility would have gone up if you would have allowed me to break the Jaden Stevenson story. I said to you, go with it. Actually, oh, this oh. is the time. With Tim not here, this, this is a two-hander. I, said, I thought you were being mischievous. This is a two-hander, and I said before the record a tight 45, and I don't know about that. But 
I want you, I'm going to give you the opportunity now to tell the story you should have told 15 weeks ago. You know what story I'm talking about. The Jared Malloy story. You you weren't prepared to mention his name. I wasn't even, you didn't have to mention his name. <laughs> no, no. Go was, and tell the story. Tell no, our no, listeners the story. story. Um, this, this is a story that, that I wanted Fab to tell. And I said to him, he, he didn't want to mention names. And I said, that's fine. Yep. We don't have to mention the name of the person you know this story from, but it's a nice little story to tie into what Jared Ruffhead did with uh, Reuben Williams. Yeah. So the week, the week that Ruff played the doggies in the yep. in the VFL, it made the news that you know Ruffy was kind of teaching or, or kind of having a conversation with Reuben Williams. Doing a bit of coaching on on, on the Our field. Our man was in the background of the shot. Shout out to Buku. Buku. Yeah, mate, I don't think he's going to make it. Probably not. And the reason I'm saying that, because most people I write off on pod. They do, they kick on. They kick on. So, fingers crossed for old Buku. But, um, the kiss of life. Um, friend of mine at high school, his elder brother went to, was about, what, five years above us at high school and was in the same year level as Jared Malloy, who at the time was playing senior, <laughs> senior football for Fitzroy. Such was their their state of affairs, state of affairs that needed, someone <laughs> someone in uh, VCE was was a starting fullback. If you needed a glimpse into the plight of uh, the Roy's, yeah. So um, late on, and we we they played Carlton, and all of us being Carlton supporters, you know, you know what was it like type of thing. And the feedback was that Sticks Kernahan would Sticks did what Jared Ruffhead did to to Reuben Williams and kind of said. You know, had conversations with Jared on, on the ground. I and think how, old, Fitz, how old was he, 17? He would have been 17 at the time, yeah. So Sticks, captain of Carlton, what year are we talking, 94, 95? It would have been 93, 94, yeah. So Sticks, Kernahan, you know, he's in his pomp. Mm. He's come along, get under the wing, Jared. So Playing on him yeah. and saying, here we go, we're going to... What was it you sort of like actually saying, we're going now? We're yeah, like, like he, he, talking about patterns and how to read stuff up the ground and mm. stuff. So this is... Yeah, we a, all knew that Sticks Kernahan mm, is a champion bloke. Yeah, I've had my dealings with him, and he's genuinely, you know, never meet your heroes type thing. Yeah, no, meet Sticks. Sticks, we we did when we did. Don't we, talk we, about the Legends Lunch. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's one of the greatest days of my oh, life. Oh, Jesus! What do you got against the Legends Lunch? Were you working that day? No, ah, uh, no, I wouldn't have been. I've nothing against the Legends Lunch. What I have against the Legends Lunch in isolation is that. You bring it up four or five times a year. It was it was twenty eleven. It was twenty eleven. So Juddy's come off a of Brownlow and about to win another Brownlow. Yeah, well, it's a good feeling around the club. Alan Richardson spoke. Um, Gavin Brown spoke. Cooter mm-hmm. was there first time. Cooter had been back at the club, and obviously Sticks since Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, <laughs> and Sticks was it was just a great day to be you at the club. You got a photo. You got a photo with Sticks. I had a photo with Sticks, and then when I went. Tim and I went out to get a cab. Uh, Peter Motley was waiting for a cab mm-hmm. too, and so I got a photo with Mots. Got a photo with um, Sticks. I got a photo with Cooter, and a photo with Timbo. And yeah, with Timbo, Timbo's yeah. in most of those photos. And Jay, shout out to Jay. Shout out to Jay, loyal yeah, so listener, loyal correspondent. Um, we had like a Carlton group email going that uh, we all kind of invited people that we all knew and this email come trade time is I've had a bit of a glimpse into it. It's like the fucking Da Vinci code. <laughs> <laughs> like- and we all decided to um to go there on GTA's dime, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing that receipt now, going, What the fuck is what this? The f- Twenty eleven Legends <laughs> lunch. <laughs> Shit so, is this? The Legends lunch was one of the great days of the Carlton Football Club. 
my uh, interaction, obviously, you know, having it's long enough now. The statute of limitations, having worked at the club in various high-ranking positions, um, Sticks was just he was president, and then he was for the first little bit, and then yeah. uh, then he was just sort of ducking and out when needed. And um, like he, he'd do stuff like uh, at a staff barbecue. I think I've told you the story where you know we're all sort of you know got snags and a bit of steak, and we we're in the gym area. People are probably familiar with the gym. You know, mingling with each other at lunchtime. I think it was prior to Christmas, and we're all figuring out oh, how do we eat. You know, whatever. Sticks just got his steak, and he, he put it on the plate on the floor, and then crouched over it whilst maintaining a conversation with someone, and was just eating his steak casually. And I thought that's he's a man of the people. I thought that's a measure of the man. He was president at the time. He is got such an aura about him. Sticks. My he cousin, does. my my cousin Michael, saw him at a cafe in Williamstown. Was it Williamstown or Port Melbourne? Around that area. Last week, sent me a grainy photo. Guess, guess who this is? Sticks. Sticks. What you about? Can see, it was, it's it's so blurry and so distant. Just the hair. But the silvery yeah. kind of half mullet that he's rocking now. It, it's you can tell it's just sticks. He he obviously as you said aura massive, huge. Whenever he'd walk in, and he'd he'd walk in. One funny story actually. We'd beaten. I reckon it was twenty twelve, and where my desk was was right next to the door to like the admin area. Yeah. And I think we'd had a, obviously had a, had a pretty rough year, but we thrashed Essendon late in the year to kind of keep the season alive. And yep. I think we lost to Gold Coast the next week. But um, so we thrashed Essendon to keep the year alive. We, you know, everyone's on on a high. When you beat Essendon, obviously it's good, but to beat them by thirteen goals, and and Sticks walks in and as he does, as he always did, says hello to everyone. Everyone goes, "Hey, Sticks, how you going?" And then he, as he's walking off, he goes, "Oh, I guess." Because I don't know about you guys, it just uh, just hurts me to see the Dons like that, doesn't it? Hurts you. <laughs> and everyone's just laughing. He was just brilliant. He goes, we, oh, I just we hate, did seeing, our, hate seeing him like that. It just shows the measure of the man that we did a rush more. That was a bit of a quasi-Sticks uh, impression as well. I didn't want to lean fully into did it. I, did I tell you that Kelly, Kelly used to do the Sticks? Uh, like, and it used to like shit me to tears. She just sounds like, uh, when she, I've heard her do it. She sounds like Ed Rooney's assistant, Joyce. Is that her name? No, what's her name? What's uh You know the one when she's when she's imitating yeah. Ed Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She just sounds like that. That's funny. There's Cameron on the other line, isn't he? Yeah. Rooney, Rooney. Ah! Um. So he, she she used to do a sticks. It obviously didn't sound like sticks, no. but he used to get to me so much. <laughs> How would she but disrespect now, the man? When Kelly watches the wrestling and Becky Lynch comes on, who Kelly loves. Yeah. I just put on a like a just I try to talk a crap Irish accent and it irritates her and I'm like. Was it the earth? This is, is tw- twenty years of st- her hanging shit on sticks. What do they just- say? The earth is slow, but the ox is patient. That's, that's it. And I was very patient. It's come around. So I don't even know what we're talking about. We're very loose. No it, timbo. Mate, there's no timbo, and there's not much on this week. Let's be honest. Not really. I mean, look. Since we no, spoke, but my point was, we did a Rushmore. Yeah. The Carlton. That was the whole segment was just a fail. In its entirety, but the Carlton one was. I like the Rushmore as a concept. <laughs> we just haven't. We haven't nailed it. And um. Even though we had, so of the four, we had three very different kind of, like he had a very different approach to what you had. I had old mate Jack. Yeah, and, and Tim had a different approach than I did. I think but, I had George Harris as well. But the unanimous yeah. appointment of Sticks at number one was just shows he is, he is Carlton. Oh, you just and um, the thing that not frustrates. And me, I love him. I'm not afraid to say. I'll say it. I want. It, I actually want it on the public record. I love Stephen Curry. Beyond your on your epitaph. <laughs> Father of two, husband, love sticks. Um, oh, yeah, look, he's he's one of those guys who now and and everyone everyone would have a player like this from a generation who I feel I sort of got the 
I suppose I am cognizant of, very cognizant of the tail end of his career, having started to sort of, my football memories like 92 is when it starts, yep. being pretty vivid. Yep. So I got the sort of tail end and watched, saw him play some fantastic football. But now we're getting to the point where there are fans who wouldn't have seen him play at all, yep. and plenty of them, yep. who just, for him, for them, sorry, he's Stephen Kernahan, he's a figure and you know the name. Mm. But you sort of sit there and go, you just have no idea how good he was. No. It's like when my dad talks about Bruce Dool and my dad talks a lot about Jimmy Buckley for some reason, right? My dad, I think Frank, my dad, my dad, <laughs> Frank Marchesani. Right. So, and you like, you know of him, but I never saw like, I literally, even though I was born early eighties, it was my era is sticks arriving, sauce making it into mm. the into the senior side, and their career is my. Do you know what I mean? Mm. My no, my, totally. my childhood and teen years of football. And that's why it's... Well, you, everyone's got an affinity with a particular generation of player because mm. it's the first. And then when those guys retired, you kind of don't really love players It doesn't feel that way. Like, I mean, I think I, I think I made the point when we traded Bryce Gibbs. I don't know if it was on pod, but um, that he was sort of the first... And this is how long it had taken. He was sort of like the first player whose entire career... First, like, really good player whose entire career at Carlton, like... Or, or sorry, who, who I thought would play their whole career. Yep. So we Campo like left. Yep. Like Kuda, Kuda probably just about qualifies, although he was sort of in and out very yep. early on. But Gibbs was this guy who's, I suppose the point I'm trying to make, whose career I can vividly remember every game. Yep. And when he left, you went, oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, okay. And I'm not putting Gibbs in Sticks' category and sauce. But, yeah, every generation has that, that sort of, um, what's that sort of marker of this is when it started. And these were the stars. And then they fade out. And it feels like whilst you would like players, like we all love Crips. Love Paddy. And then he very well may reach the venerable stick status. Mm. You sit there and go, at the moment there are like impeachables. Where you go, well, no, he's not Sticks. He's not Sauce. Well, he's not Brattles. But for different people, look, it'd be look, different. Chris Judd, absolute legend of the game. But he, he's, he's not a Sticks. He's not no. a Sticks. I think Cripper will overtake Juddy. In the hearts of Carlton supporters. No, I put a tweet out about this when he... I don't know if it was after the Brisbane no, game. No, no, this is not lowering Chris, not Chris Judd's... Mate, when he came, well, when he announced that he was coming... We hadn't seen quality like that in years. It was just like... But was, there was light. There was a thing with... I think I put a thing on Twitter about... It was after maybe the Brisbane game, but after a really good Crips performance. And the question was something about Carlton fans love Chris Judd and they love... Patrick Cripps, but who do you love more? And it was landslide, mm. Cripps. Yeah. And it's not just recency bias. I think there's an element of what you're touching Judy's on. Judy's got the better career so far. Absolutely. But there's a, there's a sense of he's one of us from day dot. Mm. Whereas Judd, I don't know, there was always, a, as great as he was. There Fev was, was loved more than Judd. There Jud. was always a bit of a, a coldness and a distance to, he was the superstar who played in our Guernsey, but there was a bit of mercenary about him. Whilst he was at West Coast. I, I have my favourites from other teams, and at that time it was Nick Rewalt and Chris Judd. I used to actually turn on and watch those teams play for them. So when we got him, it was great to have one of your favourites. Like I actually, had, I had sort of like an attachment to him already. Did it almost feel like he was on loan? A little bit it, at the start. It didn't quite feel real. We were sort of like, yeah, we got him, and it's amazing because he's brilliant, but. Yeah, like he's yeah. anyway. We don't want to get sidetracked on that. We'll talk about that later. Um, 
So Timbo's not here. I could talk 45 minutes about sticks, can't you? Yeah, we could, we could do a sticks, sticks retrospective. Um, we're going to start with shout-outs. We, uh, we should write an email to Sticks and get him on pod. Yeah. We'll break the internet if we can get him on pod. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe. You'd have to tinker with the settings. You'd have to lower the base. I'd have to lower his base. <laughs> Just isolate his base. Yeah, he ends up. He ends up. Sticks, Sticks wouldn't need a microphone. No, you just would be secondhand. Sticks, just just sit close enough to me, and it'll pick you up. Um, start. Do you have a shout out to start us off? Yeah, shout out to. I want to shout out to Paddy Cripps and Sam Walsh. A little bit's happened since we were last on. So, um, swept the the awards, the official, the MVP. Mm-hmm. Paddy Cripps got an All Australian and the Rising Star, and Sammy Walsh got a what, best first year player at the AFLPA. AFLPA as well. We spoke about this last year, and we spoke speak about it again this year. You know what the problem with the, the uh, All-Australian is? They're a bit like the Oscars, in that they catch up. So because they wanted to just add an accolade onto Buddy Franklin's CV and his plaque in the Hall of Fame... You're talking about the captaincy last year? Yeah. So when Buddy Franklin was an out- captain of the All-Australian, it was purely and simply a recognition of what has been a magnificent career, and just it's another line on his plaque at the Hall of Fame. All Australian, however many times, All Australian captain once, blah, blah, blah. Cripps should have been the All Australian captain last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think if people recognise the circumstances in which he A, assumed the captaincy and B, ran with it yep. last year, fantastic. And then again this year. Did you think you had it when they announced Shannon Herner was the vice captain? Did you think? No, I, there was a part of me that I thought, I just went, I just don't think. They, they, the AFL seemed reticent to give Carlton anything. Mark of the year. Like, doesn't matter what How's it is. that that it's been voted Mark of the Decade? Yeah, Jesus Christ. And yet, it didn't even win Mark of the Year in its... In its the old Carlton media guy had a um, a proof of concept piece of official memorabilia for Mark of the Year, Walker's Mark of the Year, and it sat in his office forever. So they were ready to... It's, and that, that's commonplace with everything. It happens with everything. But he had the proof of concept Walker Mark of the Year piece, and I uh, didn't get it. So club lost out on a windfall there. Um, those paupers at uh, Collingwood got to... Make a bit of extra cash. Andrew Cracker took a chess yeah. mark. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good mark. <laughs> you know, was it, but it, yeah, but it wasn't mark of the year. No, Jeremy Howe takes one of them every week. But the point I'm trying to make is, I sit there and I thought, at some point, Cripps will be get will get all Australian captain. You would assume, mm-hmm. but he should have had it this year. So Hearn should have had it last year, and Fife gets it this year, which doesn't make any whatever. So you sit there and go, so now you owe Hearn one, you owe Cripps one. It's like just. Recognize it when it should be recognized. Yeah. Don't chase accolades and chase whatever. It's ridiculous. But I like that shout out. Walsh, fantastic. Good to see us get off the mark in the men's. So we cleaned team. up the uh, the rising stars. We, we, we did, did the double this year. We did. Collingwood did it last year. I forgot. Jaden Stevenson and Chloe Malloy. Okay. Who's it? She's a she's an absolute superstar. Mm-hmm. She's just she's at the moment women's football's like that. She stands out because she's so good. Yeah, it's like when you watch Erin Phillips. She's exactly. She's so good. Mm. You go, well, you know, she's yeah. she, even on the. I saw a bit of her play the VFL on the weekend. Mm. It was literally Southern Saints mm. versus her. Yeah, they couldn't get past her. They just put her. She where, looks like LeBron James playing Siebel. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I like that shout out. My shout out. Uh, well, one of my shout outs. Did you watch uh, from the inside out? The Collingwood I did. Doco? I did. I watched it in the office today. Yeah. Just look, it's, I'm not going to say, I think everyone watches a doco and they get a bit carried away. Oh, it's brilliant. I loved it. No, it's great. Mm. But I think that 
uh, I'm not going to get carried away and say, oh, it's the fuck, it's amazing, it's this, that, and the other. But what it says to me is there is an appetite and a market for this stuff. Why don't more teams do it? Why don't, why isn't there? So, AFL films. Yeah. Clubs could do it internally. Carlton do it a little bit, but the problem with the Carlton ones is I love we fly that, people overseas and try and. I love that they're trying to do stuff. I love it. But what, what the problem is, I think that Carlton sit down and they were trying to do like episodes, like one a month or I think was the general rollout. Collingwood sat down. When Collingwood the thing was the, the Bolts era was supposed to progressively get better, so these episodes would ride the wave. If they sat there, what they've got to do is, as a documentarian, they need to sit there at the start of the year and go, we might actually get fucking nothing. But we've got to do it. We might get... It might be shit. And we might have to cobble something together at the end. If they had done it for us this year, it would have been year of the dog. It would have been brilliant. The turmoil of got to let the coach go, the club's going nowhere, what are we doing? And then the renaissance. And the, like it would have been year of the dog. It would have been absolutely can't miss. Did the doggies play finals that year? Though? They just missed out. Okay. But it was that idea that they came good and then the next year, obviously, they're one of the best teams in the competition. Yep. And it just, to me, was such a brilliant story waiting to be told that – you just need to be prepared to capture something and just cross your fingers a little bit. But what last night showed is Collingwood started out at a pretty vulnerable point in the sense that their last couple of years had been ordinary and they agreed to capture something. Maybe it's good, maybe it's great. Maybe we're going to have to make a really bad, tough call that either scuppers the doco or paints us in a bad light. But it was it was just really good to watch. It was really good fun. And I, I went away from it going, adopt it as a process. To, it's an annual. It's just something you release at the end of the year to recap the year, maybe it's player-based, maybe it's coach-based, maybe it's... Yeah. But, but I think that they need, they almost need to adopt that seven-up model. You know, the, you'd revisit the kids every seven years. Okay. And that, you lost me there a bit, but... Oh, it's this classic um, British series where they... I think the kids were... Jeez, I was seven or eight years old. And there was 16 of them, I think. And the documentarian, whose name escapes me at the moment, every seven years, he would revisit them. So there's 14 up, 21 up, 28 up, 35 up. And it went up until like mid-50s, I think early 60s. And these kids, it like, and, and in some parts it's absolutely heartbreakingly tragic because they cast a seven-year-old kid against a 42-year-old whose life has just fallen apart. Turn to shit. And it's just like it's heartbreaking to watch. And then in other parts it's even from episode to episode someone's on the wrong track and they can't get their life. And the next time you see them, oh, no, they're good now. Mm or it's a success story, some fall off. And I think that just adopting that model would be a good way. I think Carlton are doing, at the moment, they're doing a 99 one, which will be out, obviously, in a couple of weeks. Prelim week. Yeah. Where we? So they're talking to the main players and all that stuff. I'm interested to see how they... You know, you know my thought, I thought, I think we spoke about this earlier in the year. They needed to do it like it's a ticking clock. I'd have it be like... Starting at three quarter, the three. I'd have it start at the three quarter time siren. Isn't that the famous sauce yeah. river? Yeah, I'd have I'd have the documentary start at three quarter time siren goes. Yeah, so the doco goes and for forty. It'll go for forty five minutes. For, goes for forty forty five minutes. Hmm. The three quarter time siren goes bang. We were four goals up at half time. We're two goals down. Everyone's thinking they've done their dash, shot their bolt, shot their bolt, <laughs> um, and then it starts with sauce. What did you say? Blah, 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 blah. Because all the moments, as good as the moments are in the first three quarters, you got um, Fraser Brown's goal, Matty Lappin kicks the goal, phenomenal. 
You're talking about in the last in quarter. In the last quarter. Obviously, yep. Cuda takes the game by the throw. Yeah, Cuda's two. You got, obviously, Fraser Brown's tackle. All the legendary moments. Aaron Hamill's. And you basically just, and it's like the. Lance from the boundary. Lance from the boundary. It's the ticking clock of XXX, bang, blah, blah. And then. Like, Brattle's not making the distance Brattle's from about 35. <laughs> but it's the, t- and the, the ticking clock counting down, and the idea being. And I've, I've, I've told, I think I've told the story of Jason Reddick on pod. I don't know if I have, when he was the runner. No, I think you've told us, but. Oh. But I'm we'll tell it again. <laughs> Basically, Jason Reddick. We're uh, running loose tonight. He's, he gives a, a shit. he's a fantastic Carlton man. Uh, was CFO and now he's the the chief executive at uh, Williamstown in the VFL. Big big Carlton man. Great stuff. He'd been there for for years and years and years. And on his last day, I asked him, um, "What's your favourite memory? Like, what's your abiding your, your favourite memory of your your twenty odd years at the club?" And he he goes, "Oh, look, his premiership's obviously phenomenal. He was." At the club in '95, he goes, "Can't beat a premiership." I said, "Well, not the premiership. That's you know." And he goes, "Oh, well, he goes '99." I said, "Yeah, of course." And then he goes, "I was the runner." So he's if you watch the '99 prelim, the guy, the Carlton runner, is Jason Reddick, hmm. who you can think about it back in the day. It would have just been who's fit and on staff and not doing anything on a game day. Do you want to run? <laughs> and he was the runner. And he just told this, and I got goosebumps. He was telling the story, and it was just phenomenal about. He got sent out with, you know, messages in there. And right at the end of the game, he got sent out with something like, uh, I can't remember how long he said there was left. He got basically the last message he ran from the bench was like less than a minute. And he goes, I was literally running around and the Essendon runner was doing the same thing, yelling 40 seconds, 30 seconds, you know, looking back at the bench and they're motioning at him. There's, you know, doing, where Young's got the ball, he's about to pump it and back and inside and they're, 50. and they're motioning with the hands, you know, there's 15, 20, whatever. And he goes, you're running around, and people couldn't hear you because the crowd was so cacophonous. He goes, you couldn't hear anyone. You're just yelling at the top of your lungs, and players are sort of, you know, you're motioning to them, there's 15, there's whatever. And he goes, oh, just the moment of the tackle happens, the ball breaks, and you look to the bench, and it feels like no time. You've got no concept of how long's gone. And he goes, you look at the bench, and, like, they're sort of celebrating because they go, there's 10 seconds left. I'd love to see another angle. There's 10 seconds left and obviously... Uh, so where is he at this time? He's, just he's on the ground. Wouldn't be allowed to do that now. He's on the ground yelling, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that that moment dawned on you where you go, fuck, we've won. And he goes, oh, it was just like this unbelievable... And you can see him in the shots like he's with the um, celebrating with the players. And it was just a fantastic story. It'd be interesting to have him, or as weird as it sounds, not to give the last... 30 seconds to Fraser Brown, not to give the last 30 seconds of the doco to Cooter or to David Parkin, but for a guy that was in the thick of it. It'd be an interesting narrative choice. Do you reckon they'd have other angles of that game for the doco? Um, how does Brett Ratton get... How is he the one that he's breaks free to get the, the ball from... Because he gets it from Murphy. Murph kicks it to him. And then him. Murph keeps running on. Yeah, Murph kicks to him and then Murph but runs on. How does Rats get into the middle of the ground? When it, basically, the whole everyone's inside Essendon's forward 50. How is Rats the one who gets... It'd be, see, that'd be interesting. He mustn't he, have come back. Well, he must have been the last man sort of thing, the first man. And he must have just, as soon as he saw uh, Murphy get it, he must have just bolted. Because there was nothing in space. But, to, but there was nothing in space. But <laughs> no, but look, it'd be interesting to see. I think, like all Carlton fans, will um, we've spoken about '99. I wouldn't mind them burying it after this. It's a wonderful moment, but I think oh, it's it's the best non-grand final moment you could ever. But I think now is a good opportunity to to celebrate it and recognise it as 
a wonderful day that it was, and then perhaps just put it in the rear view. I don't, no, no, I, I disagree about putting it in the rear view. You got, you got to. Have you watched the '99 Champions League final? Do you well, revisit? That's, well, that? that's a little bit because they actually won the trophy. Have you rewatched the seven-one Roma game? Uh, so moments like these, you, you, you're reliving the Arsenal eight-two. I get it, but I think that as a club, like United, achieved after those results. I know. So I, think, I know. I know why you're saying it because we've been dog shit since then. And I don't mean like never talk about it ever again, but just as a fan base, just go okay, awesome, fantastic, but let's look for the next one. Because it's about time we get the next one. Although, you know, we did obviously have Essendon and Richmond, but it's about time we get the next. Oh, the t- the twenty thirteen Richmond final was just one of the best days at the footy of all time. It was great. Yeah. It was brilliant. Have you got a second shout out? We're still shouting. I'm shouting out to Novak Djokovic. Oh. I'm just shouting out to Novak for doing Novak things. And there's the Novak we love. There's the you Novak know. we. Fell Has in Novak love ever with. lost a Grand Slam game? I don't think he's ever been eliminated by any. I think he just he just pulls up. Just pulls up sore. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, I, I played the first two sets and, and struggled, and then I thought I might as well reserve my body. No, go out gracefully. Reserve it for what? You fucking idiot. <laughs> it's a bit of spice in there. I get the feeling. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't want to use the word hate. I don't hate Novak Djokovic, but I can understand why no one likes him. As, as hard as he tries to be loved, and this guy will probably go on to break. I'm an unashamed Roger Federer. Fanatic. Well, Federer loses today to Dimitrov, and everyone's flat Roger as a tack. Federer is 137 years old. Everyone's... People have got to understand. Roger Federer is cooked. He, well, yes. He is going to be making Brilla ads for the rest of his life. That's it. He's done. That's what he should be doing. Should be in the studio, yeah. cooking a spaghetti. He should be guest master chef judge. Mate, he could do anything he wants. They give the ratings a shot in the arm. Rog turned up. So, but Novak, as hard as he tries and does all the imitations and all this. He is not loved. No. And you can tell by his sponsorships. No one throws dollar, like corporate dollars at him. At one point he was wearing... wearing Apart from... He was wearing Sergio... The Ta- Serbian he was wearing equivalent Sergio of the Combank. Ta- no, he was wearing Sergio Tacchini at one point. Mate, he was at Uniqlo. Like at the height of his career. Like Roger's there now. Just trying to get some cash. But... Um, no, I just... He irks me, Novak. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and, and, and because I've got a, one of my very close mates is Serbian, it probably adds to the uh, irkingness. The, yeah, the irkiness. Yeah, no, so I get I'm shouting out to him for just Novak being Novak, and that's probably the best thing I've seen Novak do in a while because I actually enjoyed it. Respect the guy's tennis ability, but don't much rate him. My second shout out. Lastly, I've been doing a bit of work out Raven Hallway of late, picking up some some cash work. My shout out to the ring. It's road. good to see that you're moving around. Yeah, no. I'll go where the money is. Um, shout out to uh, the Ring Road. Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to shout out to Tin House again, but... No, no. <laughs> the Ring Road. Have you been on the Ring Road lately? Not for a while, no. Not Wild, in peak mate. hour. Mate, jeez. I call it the Fury Road. The thing is crazy. Is it still under construction? No, no, no. Fortunately, it's not. They've, done a, they've cleared all that up. But I've seen more incidents in eight commutes on the Ring Road than in 10 years on the Eastern. Every day, there's something. Every day. Every day. In both directions. Major closures, nose to tails, nine car pileups. It's, it's madness. And seriously, you get out there, your head's on a swivel driving down the fucking ring road. If any of our listeners use the ring road, they'll know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, no. Enough out of you, Siri. Yeah, if anyone... If Go any, ahead. Use the ring road. Do it at your own peril. If any of our listeners use it, they'll know it. Your head's on a swivel. P 
people. What, what would have prompted Siri just oh, then? I don't know, man. People emerging in front of you. A guy was behind me today. He literally would have been 10 metres behind me. We're going 102 kilometres an hour. And he would have been less than 10 metres behind me. And I'm thinking, why? What are you doing? Slipstream. <laughs> he was drafting. Save, saving on fuel. He was drafting me down the west to the western ring road. Saving on fuel. You know who we should have shouted out? Who? Because we're not going to talk F1 tonight. What? Charles Leclerc. Mm. I thought we were going to go Antoine Hubert. I don't, I don't know much about him. Look, it's tragic. sad. It's yeah, tragic it's, it's that he's a Formula 2 driver. Yeah, it's just tragic. So stuff. he's lost his life at Spa. And, um, it's an awful, very reminiscent of if people follow the sport, very reminiscent of the incident that cost uh, Alex Zanardi his legs. If people remember that years ago, where the car was effectively T-boned, Alexander went on to become like a Paralympian. Yeah, they're like, super, um, unbelievably resilient and yeah. inspirational. But the car effectively gets T-boned and ripped apart. So it was awful stuff. And obviously, I think Dan uh, Ricardo was uh, obviously being a, a Renault stable driver. I think he was pretty affected by it, and he, he spoke to that a little bit, saying he's sort of glad the weekend's over because. It was obviously pretty trying stuff. He, I don't think he's necessarily saying he had a lot to do with him, but he would have known the guy mm. pretty well. But no, look, Charles Leclerc, in spite of that, was uh, tremendous. And I think a win that's long overdue. I think he should have probably had one or two more. Yep. No, Outstanding. I totally agree. Um, so that's our shout-outs. Now I'm going to move now on to a little bit of the AFL fab. Oh, we're straightening up. Straightening up a little okay. bit. Probably not for too long. How's my uh, prickliness going, Sean? You're not too prickly. You, you, you didn't speak to me for a week and a half. You straightened up. I'll speak to him. I need to speak to him. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, finals. They're happening. Am, am, I, am I announcing the game? Am I, still, am I still keeping my regular gig of announcing? Um, do we want to talk about the games or do we want to talk about a bit of the nonsense chatter that's going back and forth? What's the nonsense chatter that's going back oh, and forth? A little bit of stuff with Carlton and you know, Eddie Betts and Tom oh. Papley and Jack Martin and Butler. I think we're, I think we're up to our ears as far as... Our, we, int- our we, interest in Jack Martin. Have we been on air since Cornelio? No. What'd you make no. of that? Well, I just, I just, what I made of it is, I think, like Jack Martin, I think we were up to our earballs as far as we gave everything. He was considering us, but I don't think he ever said yes, no, or anything. I think everything else was speculation. I'm far and happier that he stays than goes to Hawthorne. That's what I said. Look, I can't get upset over someone we never had. So we haven't lost him. We never had him. I would have loved for him to come. I would have been absolutely shitful if yeah. he ended up at Hawthorne. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that he's staying at the GWS, I'm not perturbed because oh. we've still got we've got this massive hole in our salary cap now. Huge. I felt a bit, I don't know, I felt a bit spurned and I probably reacted emotionally... On I Twitter? I don't defend that. So I don't uh, don't need to defend that. But the idea that, I don't know. I just reckon there's an element there where you're just, you're just happy to be a big fish in a small pond. And ultimately, you're just happy to play, you know, games games that don't really matter. For With all due respect, for a team that doesn't really matter. I think... Off Broadway. I, 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 I'm not... I think, I think the money... He wants to secure his future. I just don't buy for one second. I do not buy for a single second. No one's turning down millions of dollars. But that's the thing I don't think he has now. So it's a fallacy. And that's the thing. No one's turning I down... Think, I think the GWS, have, it, it's a million plus. But I mean, if Carlton's offer season. was rumoured to be a I net, don't. Uh, this is where the whole 1.6 It's ridiculous. But I, th- I, think, I think Carlton's 1.6 was in the first year mm-hmm. or maybe in the first two years. Would have been 1.3 over the life. 
Do you know what I mean? It, it may be that one, two, one, three. And I don't think it's one, six to one particular player because but, if he signs that, what on earth do we have to give Cripper? Well, that's the thing. And the thing that frustrates me is when people try to um, uh, try to sort of venerate the player and, you know, um, oh, he turned down, you know, $2 million over. No, he didn't. No. He's getting it some way, whether it's some and the only, ambassadorial look, thing or whatever. He's getting it some way. No one's turning down $2 million bucks. And that's the thing. And if he's getting the ambassadorial money, it's good. It's just there's a stench around it mm. as to – and this whole thing of – I love how the the media were quick to – oh, he's always been getting this ambassadorial money. Yeah, how much was he getting and how much is he getting You know the now? call for people to say make it public? You know what my problem with that is? They just fudge it. What do you mean make it public? They just wouldn't give us the right info. Mm. Yeah, no, it was fishy, the whole thing about that, but... Oh, what's that? Someone... You left the window what? open? Oh. You know, that is fair. That's some trade wins. Ooh, Just, trade wins. Oh, buckle yourselves in. We've got some rumours. This, <laughs> this is fresh. This is fresh, these trade wins rumours. Are you ready, Fab? Yes, I'm ready. Number one. Just come through. Come across the desk now, trade wins. Can you hear that wind in the background? I don't know if you can. <laughs> trade wins. Here we go. From Essendon. Okay. Ooh. David Myers. Okay, yeah. yep. And a future fifth round draft pick. Okay, useful. Yeah, that's very useful. That's all. Pick eighty. Well, Tim will tell you it's probably about uh, you know two hundred and forty five points. Some good players have been taken there. Oh, yep. Chris Grant. Yep. James Hurd. Yep. For Sam Walsh. Yep. Yep. Paddy Dow. Yep. And Carlton's first pick this year. So pick eight. So pick eight. Yeah. Yep. yep. The Blues. I think what we're hearing from our source from the trade winds yep. on the wind. Carlton are prepared to cut their losses on Walsh. They just don't think he's going to get any better. No. Well, he's peaked, obviously. He's, he's peaked, clearly. Yep. Paddy Dow. Got doubts on Paddy Dow. Can't kick. Can't kick. Yeah. Doubts on Paddy Dow, so he's gone. Yeah. And they're cutting their losses on that first pick this year. They just don't rate the draft. Yeah. And, and, and when pick eight, well... What do you... You're not getting anything there. Yeah, yeah. So the attitude... I think, personally, I think this is a ripper move. Look, booming left foot kick. I think... <laughs> right. I think what it does is it solves, you know, size around the ball. I mean, lacking a bit of that. Cripps yeah. is one out. Yeah. You know, fucking Walsh. Semi- and you never know when you need those like late picks for, you know, for points. Points you can trade them up, right. spot on, and you know directly addresses the bombers all around lack of class. Yeah, I think I like that trade. Look, look, it's got look, it's got the door written all over it. It's 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 creative. He's a magician. It's it's out of the box, and um, yeah, not nah, like it. Well, we'll see if there are any more come across our desk. So, yeah, well, so David Myers and a future fifth round draft pick. This is this is hot mail. This, this is, is hot mail. Yeah, um, for Walsh Dow and pick eight. I think we're winning. I think we're coming out. Look, Sauce. Sauce better snap his hand off. Yeah. If we delay, if I if, if we finish recording and that hasn't been done, I'm I'm going and picketing Princess Park. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's that's excited me. Trade trade wins. I like it. Yeah. Um. So we've got the finals this week. Yep. Um. You know the bomb is obviously clearly in action. Are you going to take stewardship of this? I just want to announce the games like I always do, yeah. Sean. I don't like it when you take my. I don't take it. Tim's my, my role. Tim's the me. one that steps on your feet. No, no, no. Pre pod. I like to. I've always said I'd like to announce the teams. Thing. He does this thing. I like to announce the ins and outs live on pod, so we get an honest reaction. And just before we record, Tim will go, "Oh, Paddy Dow's been dropped." Look, like, oh, have f- you seen the outs? <laughs> and every week, Fabian cracks the shits. Oh, we he should want- actually record that part. He wants us to be spontaneously, yeah. Especially when the week the Eddie Betzgrod dropped before yes. they played us yeah. that would have been good to see but Tim and just and Gibbs Gibbs the Gibbs one yeah, two seconds before we hit record yeah, yeah uh, Eddie Betts has been dropped do you see that lads you uh, know too he's a recidivist as well because you, you chided him the first time that was the first time yeah and then he's done it every week since yeah he's done it every week after yeah. that so I actually haven't seen the teams at all well there's no teams it's Wednesday oh no well isn't there a game tomorrow there would be 
Well, actually, there it says here teams. Can't know. Well, surely they've only announced the one team. Have the other? So the others haven't even had to put in a nominal side. Whatever, it's not important. No, they haven't. But we'll go through the West Coast Essendon. So first game is tomorrow night at. I'll do it for the last time this year. AEWS. <laughs> That's very good. Um, at Optus Stadium, 6.10pm, which is, what time is that over here? 8.10. 10. That's nice. Um, this is a bit late. Do you have to be up early? I do. Well, bad luck. Uh, West Coast Eagles versus Essendon in Will Schofield, Nick Natanui and Mark Hutchings mm-hmm. for Liam Duggan, Oscar Allen and Jack Petruccelli, all omitted. It's Luke Shuey's 200th game. 200? 200, yeah. That's snuck up on me. Not like, the, not like the dude that's played 50. I've never fucking heard of him. Yeah. Was that... Who was that? <laughs> Is he still playing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, in for the Bombers. Kyle Hooker, Jake Stringer, Horatio Fantasia, Dyson Heppel, and Will Snelling. Out Dylan Clark, Michael Hartley, mm-hmm. Josh Begley, Martin Gleeson, and Tom Jock. Tom Jock. So no... Those... <sighs> no, what's his name? Hold on. I'm just trying to see... Um, no, no, Hurley's still in. Yeah, Hurley's in. Um, are we thinking... So, sure, no, Hurley hit himself in round 23. I, was, I thought he was out. Surely the Eagles win this, but there's something about it. There's something about this that just... I don't know. The Eagles were dreadful against Hawthorne. If the Eagles bring their best, it'll be a blowout. Yeah. But if the Eagles bring what they've brought in the this, in this last three quarters against Richmond and what they brought in the entire game against Hawthorne... Does it sound silly? Like, the Eagles, you know, obviously lost finals in Perth, but is it a little bit of that new stadium syndrome we saw, like Arsenal, you know, had it for a while, Spurs are going through it now. Well, all teams of all sorts, they moved to a new stadium and every advantage they had at the old stadium... It's gone. ...is gone. Hmm. So you look at, like, Collingwood went over there and obviously beat them um, this year, fantastic win. But even last year in that first final... Lost Collingwood narrowly. ran him. That was a great game. Lost for... really narrowly. And you sit there going, is there something about... They obviously smashed... I think it blew out in the end. I think it might have been 18 points. So they smashed the Demons. Obviously, the Demons are rubbish. But is there just something... There's something about it where, it, at the moment anyway, it doesn't feel like, oh, shit, we've got to go to Subi. It's not Subi, yeah. At the moment. Mm. And that comes, that happens. But there's something about this where I feel like the Eagles win it. <laughs> Sorry, my leg's gone completely dead. I can't, <laughs> I can't feel my left leg. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's good. <laughs> I've got pins and needles. <laughs> All right, so who are we picking? Well, I'm thinking the Eagles. Um, Yeah, surely the Eagles win it. Yeah, the Eagles. But there's something about... I've got, yeah, I've got no confidence in selecting them. This is like, I remember I remember going to when I, that elimination final in 2011. Some knobhead on Twitter I followed. Big Essendon fan. Bearing in mind that Carlton led that game. It's not Alex, is it? No. Nah. No. Alex talking about football, are you kidding me? Shout out to Alex. He's got, um, he's got his Bruins to talk about. He's got his Bruins. He's enjoying the Bruins work, like Happy Gilmer, big Bruins fan. Um, he goes on Twitter, he goes, huh, so I reckon the Dons are a sneaky chance today. They, they were 85 points down at one point, and we were like party mode. Like everyone in Navy Blue was just beside themselves. I, w- I was nervous going into that game. I was nervous because we'd beaten them by eight, like 80 points three weeks earlier. Yeah, when Walker took the uh, not not the mark of the year, not the mark of the year, mark of the decade. Yeah. Um, but he goes, oh, sneaky chance, sneaky chance. And I reflect back on that fondly because they got slapped. You love that Bryce Gibbs goal. Oh, it's my favourite. The the disrespect to not even look. He didn't even line up. No, he just turned around. Just turned around and kicked the goal. Two three steps, and you just thought, well, that's one of my favourite Bruce McAvaney commentaries. I, I think it was. Uh, 
who kicks the goal? Murphy or someone? Oh, no, Robinson. It's in the second quarter and the ball goes over the top. It's Carlton's day. It's Carlton's day. It's just like it, gives, it had the writing on the wall. It just went, yeah, they're done. They're cooked. It was a great day at the footy. Hopefully we can see another one of them soon. Um, well, no, we had a few good days. We had a few good days at the footy, you know, this year particularly. It didn't look like they were coming, but they did. You know, eventually. It came with a flurry of late. Oh. 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 Oh, hold on. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> the cleaner's trying to get the in. The cleaner's the trying to get in. The cleaner's just opened the door, but it's let in the trade wins. More trade wins. More trade wins. Oh, we ready? There's some more. It's another one from Tullamarine. This, this is breaking. It's breaking news. No one else has reported this. It's very windy. What about Scoop? Scoop hasn't got this. Scoop hasn't got this one. What this, about Purple? Purple. No, he's missed it out. Jay-Z. Gone. Volcano. Volcanoes. He's, please. Trade wins in Adelaide, maybe. Another one from Tullamarine. It's very windy out there. Jesus Christ. If you thought the last one was good, Dodoro, he's working his magic again. Essendon, it's done deal. Done. Brad Crouch yep. and the Crows' number three draft pick. So the, they got from us? They got from us. Yep. So they've gotten both the picks. Yep. Fuck. Jeez, he's a so This is Brad, not Spastic, Matt not, Crouch. Not, no, the good Crouch. Good Crouch. Yep. Brad Crouch and the number three pick, straight swap for Aaron Francis. It's the it's the it's, it's the one away factor. Do you reckon that's uh, do you reckon that's to, unders? Or to cash in on a bloke who wants out to go home. I reckon, to, genius, Dora. I reckon genius. Oh, pick three and Brad Crouch. I reckon Dora. I reckon that's unders. Do you remember the mark that Francis took that one good moment in his career? <laughs> <laughs> was that against Port? <laughs> yeah, was that, he's got to be played at the Adelaide Oval every second week. That's it. That's his ground. <laughs> they, may, they may rename an Aaron Francis Stadium. That's his flank. That's so the Crows, jeez, I reckon they've been bent over here. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like we're used to seeing Aaron Francis produce moments that good on an Olympic cycle. He's going to be doing it every second week. That's it. Jesus. That, the Crows will bounce back. Oh, now they've oh. got a player of his quality. I mean, look, like you said, yeah, look, he's want away, he wants to get home, but... The Crows get in a flaky key position back. They lose, you know, a 30 possession a game mid and a blue chip pick. But, oh, look, I reckon that's a great deal for both teams personally. I think that the sooner they get that done, I think the, that's just better for both parties. Dodoro. Fuck. We even, Dodoro, he's becoming... This he's, is why he's, he's becoming Graham Wright-like. This is why he's been in... Oh, fucking... Do you just, remember Graham Wright about five years ago? Unbelievable. Where, this is Graham Wright level. This is... Um, Who's the idiot at Geelong? This is him as well. Stephen Wells. Stephen Wells. I love Graham Wright of about five years ago. Who, oh, oh, yeah. I think I'll take uh, he's, Gary Ablett for pick 75. He's doing what Graham Wright and, and what's his name? Stephen Wells <laughs> used to like dream awesome. about doing. Jesus, this is unbelievable work from Todoro. Magician. He's a fucking magician. Um, what about the other uh, finals? Have we got anything else happening? So we've got uh, the Geelong Collingwood, Friday night. Huge. This game. is the one. This is the, this is the game. Huge game. Oh, you'd go in the Eagles, yeah? Go in the Eagles. Oh, are we recording this? Yeah. We, we, uh, we, we... Tim go in the Eagles? Oh, did Tim text? He's got mobile reception. Oh, actually, who gives a shit? I'm not keeping a tally. Has he got, got mobile reception on the back of a tuk-tuk? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not recording. I'm not recording the tips. But I'm going the Eagles. The team has gone the Eagles. Yeah, no surprise there. No surprise. It's Cats funny. versus the Pies. Massive game. This is the game of the round. No, like 95,000 plus. And that's not a stab. I'm, I'm over the Geelong GMHBA shit. Yeah, well, fuck them. No, no. See, I've, I've spoken about this. You, mate, you, if, if, if the stadium had a, 
had a penis, you'd have jerked it off, silly boy. I love the stadium. You love the stadium. Look, I think that what they need, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, what they need to do is go to the AFL and just simply ask, under what provision, under what circumstances do we get a home final? And then I, I think th- the AFL would just come back with the answer. It's just it's just our call. I think that what they need to do is I th- the next step for me is the AFL awarding like finals venue status, which sounds ridiculous because at the moment every AFL venue bar the two in Tassie and Monica and obviously GMHBA yep. uh, would be finals venues. Well, Spotless is a finals venue. Spot on. So you sit there and go just. A, a, a award final status to every venue that can host a final. And if there's a provision in it, there's a provision in it. But if, look, if they finish top, I, I get the angst. I, I sort of get it because you sit there and go, they finish top and they're genuinely, if they were going to play Richmond or Collingwood, they've actually ceded the advantage that they've played all year to win. And I understand the angst. I get the practicality of the bigger venue and all that. I get it. But I think that people not understanding the angst are probably missing the point entirely. Yep. If Princess Park held 40,000 people and we finished top of the ladder and we were playing the Giants and we played 10 games a year at Princess Park, I'd be sitting there going, yeah, I'd like a final. If people get locked out, they get locked out. It's just a reality of sport. Doesn't work that way. Okay, well, why... In the are, AFL. Why, okay, but you sit there and go, why aren't the NBA finals played at the Cowboys Stadium? They could, yeah, they could sell it out. There's seven games. Well, they, not seven, but four. But why do they play it at the local uh, football field? They could sell it out if it's about getting bums on seats and people into the venue. So it's a movable thing. There's a lot of pieces to it. But, look, I, I think he, it's a huge game for Geelong. I mean, if they lose this... Can cooked. I make a prediction? Please. Straight sets. I think that whoever... Straight sets. I think whoever loses is looking at straight sets. Straight sets. Personally. Um, it's a, it was all well and good to beat up on us in the last round. They started well. But what was their month before that? I don't even know. Shitful. Yeah. Oh, it was. Straight sets. Mm, and the cliff. Cliff's coming. And getting in Higgins and that fat idiot Jack Stephen, it's not going to help. <laughs> Jeez, he was large against us, wasn't he? What about when Simo turned? Look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fat shameless like yourself. <laughs> but he, he, looked, he looked 10 he was not plus kilos heavier than his playing weight. That was... We spoke Just from, a, from a, like an injury management point of view. That's, that's, it's, there has to be a minimum expectation... In terms of presentation to play elite sport, and that's not it. It's obviously it's the medication for for, the, for the mental health, but still, and we're not we're not you know it's a very serious. Thing no, no, but I'm saying, but the extra but carrying around the extra weight from a performance point of view alone hinders him massively. Yeah, massively. So. Interesting to see what the Saints do. They're fucking trading in everyone and trading out Carlisle. And I love Brown it. With, who was it? I was listening. Steven. It might it might have been Scoop. I was listening anyone, to on the radio. Have anyone playing for him? They've, they've got big five and fifty five. Jeez. Yeah, they're, tr- they're bringing in absolutely everyone. They want Alex Keith. Do you know what I love? It's all of a sudden, if Carlton are after Brad Hill, yeah. oh, it's, 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 it's pick eight, it's your future first pick, it's all this. All of a sudden, St. Kilda are splitting pick five. There's talk of us. With tr- the Giants. So they've got, they're going to have 11 pick and four. 13. And all of a sudden, one of them is going to be enough for Brad Hill. What about us? Apparently, people want next this, this year's first, next year's first. They're going, oh, that'd be the deal for Papley. You go, no. It's probably this year's first. Take it or leave it. People, this is what people don't understand. Sydney are under a cap strain because they're playing, they're paying the bud. The budwa. The the budweiser, the big bud man. They're paying him through the nose for 10 years. He doesn't even trade. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they have just gone clean house. 
like relaunch, but clean house and just just not front load because you're in the middle of it, but bring because the AFL are going to hold them accountable for ten years of this contract. They're going to wipe it off because Bud's not playing for ten years. No, and when he does pull up, I think they want it all. Off the books. All off the books. So. so who do we reckon? I like that. Who do we reckon's winning this one? I, look, I think... Collingwood. I think Geelong... Easy. Geelong spanked them earlier. Like, spanked them. If, they, if Geelong turn up in the right frame of mind, and who knows if Chris Scott's mind games are going to work at all, if they turn up in the right frame of mind, they're, they should win. Their, their year has been better. Why should they win? Well, their year has been better. I think that their, their better players, if they play well, are better. Um, I just if they if they turn up in the right frame of mind to play, I think they should be all right. Um, I like how Collingwood could potentially line up as a forward line. Yeah, with Dugowie, Elliot. People sort of forgot a little bit because Dugowie's obviously had his injuries this year, but he's terrific. His final series last year was was very Ooh. good. So now Pies for me. If they win, his goal in the well, his goal in the first quarter and his goal in the last quarter are like legendary. Collingwood the one in the last quarter that was the first of the last quarter, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, kind of. I, I thought that was. Nailing the coffin type mm. stuff. Well, you thought he's won in the first quarter was nailing the coffin. I was emotional. Leave me alone. Um, who? So, yeah, you've got Geelong. Who, does it matter who Tim had? Oh, I've got Geelong. You've got Collingwood. Tim's got the Cats. So his sister's a Geelong support. Yeah, he's never gonna, he's, he's never, he's, Tim never goes against the family. The Bloods. Power. Blood. Tim's got 15 fucking teams. There's not a team in the AFL he doesn't support. Uh, he's got the Power? Yeah. He's got the, the Bloods? Swannies, yeah. The Cats? Loves the Cats. And the blues and the blues probably in that order as well. He's got a he's got an eye on, on the on the tigers on the tiggies this year. Oh, Jesus, he's got problems. Next game. Next game. Giants versus the Western Bulldogs at I think they're just calling it a Giants Stadium. It's not now spotless it's just anymore. Giants, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the showgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the small ground, only about twenty two thousand or something. It's covered in nails and glass and shit. Remember that earlier in the year? No. <laughs> there was a concert there and then an A-League game was played there and there was like nails, like plastic nails from the concert and nailing down the, um, you know, the boards, what do yeah. they call them? Yeah. There was all that crap all over, all over the ground. Fucking hell. And like, rightly so, like the league and even the venue were furious. They were like, you were meant to clean, clean this up. up. You told us you did. And they just did a half-assed job of it. And fortunately, no one was injured. That's what we're dealing with out there. Who you got? Dogs. I reckon the dogs run ends. The Giants. It could, it may, I, like, this this Canelio news may have buoyed him and just given him that little bit of a boost. They've got some expecting some good as well. Yeah. A few key players in. There's some noise that Canelio might even come back later in the final series. He's cooked. Let's just yeah. wipe that out. The dogs. So. I don't know. The dogs are playing brilliant footy. Um, they beat the Giants up there not too long ago. The Giants will have a stronger team than they did that day. But the Giants will need to score. Yeah. They're scoring, they're, apart from you can't really count the Gold Coast game, but they're scoring who's power the, who, Who's the one team that the Doggies just couldn't shake all year, Sean? Well, they beat us. Yeah, but how much? Yeah, a couple points. A couple points. So, now I've got the Giants. I've got the Dogs. I've got the Dogs. Timbo's got, Timbo's got the Giants. Okay. Thanks, Timbo. And the last game, Pete's Lions. <laughs> the Brisbane Orion. And Sell Richmond. Out. Look, teams aren't out, so we're just going to go Sell in. Louis Taylor. Louis Taylor. <laughs> uh, Taylor. Are you yeah. for real about this Louis Taylor to Carlton There's bullshit? a rumour going around that Louis Taylor. Everyone's on the fucking table. Like, seriously. 
Everyone's no. been rumoured to go everywhere and it's rubbish. But yeah, no, no. Uh, Louis, uh, Louis Taylor. No, thanks. Uh, Louis, uh, sponsor Louis Taylor. No, thanks. Um, I'd be interested. Even Pete's dad said, had a Louis Taylor with the rising star. <laughs> oh, that socks up, uh, Louis. Hey, oh, do you want to hear an uh, I'd be outrageous call? I'd Pete's be- brother goes, <laughs> we are the worst team to finish second on the ladder in history. Wow. So Pete's brother's not on board this season no, quite yet. he's the only Lions fan who's not on board. Um <laughs> I reckon the worst team to ever finish in the top four is a split between Hawthorne last year. Yeah, they were top four. And Frio in whatever year they finished top. They were shit. They were about the sixth best team. They finished top. That might be the year after they made the grand final. Yeah, no, it was, wasn't the grand final year. Because the grand final year they came out to play Geelong. And they were just... In Geelong. Won. And won. So Geelong, for all this, oh, we should play a home final. Well, we've done well, it once. Well, just because they got beaten once doesn't mean they can never do it again. But... Yeah, that, yeah, no, the Brisbane, I think Brisbane are probably particularly up there are better than those two teams were yeah. in their respective years. That's a big call from, from, so, from the brother. What about the Jared O'Berry? Jared Berry. Nah, he's, uh, nah, he's still, you know, he's, he's still there. He's still playing. Who's the, uh, Tom Tommy Cutler? Cutler. Tommy Cutler. Pete, Pete, Pete's got his favourites. He loves Tommy Cutler. Pete, if you basically, I can say this, shout out to Pete. If you pull on a Lions Guernsey. You've got Pete for life. You've got Pete for life. If you, even if you came on for one quarter or a sub. Do you know who we should get in as a special guest once? Pete? No. Yeah, but get Mellington in. Oh, Mellington. You can tell us about that. Was it against the Dockers? <laughs> Kick six or whatever at the Witten Oval? And then Pete and his family rushed We the should field. actually record a whole bunch of Pete's Fitzroy stories. Yeah. And then just, Pete's crabs. <laughs> and just, just have a little bite every week about... We actually might, if we can get our act together. I don't know if we can. We've only got two or three weeks. We could have a special 1999 retrospective. We won't give anything away just in case we don't deliver. Or we could potentially have a, a, bit of a bit of a treat. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking you, about. You know everything about what I'm talking about. Okay. We've got to find a way to, to some obsolete uh, technology. We've got to get our heads around. Oh. Yeah, don't... Oh. don't no, break. no, I won't, I won't spoil it. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that'd be a good idea to get Pete just on. We nearly lost it in my attempt to see if it was. Yeah, we nearly lost. Oh no! Yeah, we probably will anyway. Um, yeah, no, I like that getting Pete on board. The one about Mellington was good. About he and he's, they rushed the field to celebrate their only win of the year, and then they got separated. And this is before mobile phones. They had to meet back at the car. The irony was never lost on Pete. He goes in those years that they used to sing, like when they'd have their one or two wins. <laughs> that the final verse of the. <laughs> the song was Premiers will be this year <laughs> uh, how little, goes, And how the players sung it with vigour How little did they know Four games clear on the bottom of the ladder <laughs> How little did they know in 96 They'd actually be wound up at the end of the year Oh well we oh. Surely not oh. <laughs> Tied oh. 45 Oh no Holy shit there's more trade wins The cleaners just opened the door again Another one. Another scoop has just wafted into the room, Fab. What's this one? You ready? Another scoop. It's fucking Dodoro again. It's the Bombers again. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. Are we ready? We buckled in for this one. Okay. All right. The wind's still blowing. (sighs) I don't know how he does it. Tommy Bell Chambers. Ooh. Big man, Tommy B. Big Belcho. Belcho. Superb ruck. He'll be moving to the Gold Coast. Yep. Four. Pick number one. Yep. Jack Martin yep. and uh, Ben Ainsworth. Look. The Suns get a backup ruck to Jared Witts. Exactly. Which is what they're lacking. Look. The, you don't want to throw Jack Lacocious it, it, it's or, too, it, it's, or King. That just, combination is the heaviest ruck combination in the history of the AFL. 
what they lack in... There's 300 kilos of ruck just sitting there. What they lack in agility, fucking make up in size. Yeah. Sheer weight. <laughs> They're just... I don't, I don't know. I it might be enough to tip the balance in their favour. <laughs> I've actually broken out into a cold sweat just thinking about it, facing up against... Imagine Matty Cruiser, one out against those two lummoxes. Shit. They'll commit him after the game. So for this, for pick one? Pick one. Yep. Ben Ainsworth, former pick number five or eight or whatever yep. it was. Jack Martin. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, naturally. He's yeah. the steak knives. Of course. Pick number one, Jack Martin, Ben Ainsworth, for Tommy, for Belcho. Oh. I honestly think that once again, I don't know how the Dora does it. How he's swung, he's, he's swindled them. That's it. Fuck. He's a genius. I would have probably wanted King, Rankin, one of them. Why not both? Fuck. Even now, I think we're probably breaking even. So just while we're being on air... This is what Dodoro's managed to, to swing. Are we yep. ready? Yeah, tell me. Sam Walsh. Yep. Paddy Dow. Brad Crouch. Jack Barton. Ben Ainsworth. Pick one, three, and eight. And look, they've given up a fair bit. A, a bit's gone out the door. So don't, don't discount what they've had to give up. They've had to lose. You know, you can, people have got to understand. A step backwards. This, this is not the 80s, mate. No. You've got to give. No. You've got to give. Mate, you can't be giving them a new Commodore. And expecting them to come down, you know, right. join. They're not John Platten. Not Johnny Platten. They're not going to return a Commodore. No, they're not Johnny Platten. You can't just be, you know, just pulling people out for nothing. And That's right. I think that what this reflects is the Bombers have been prepared to to give something up to go forward. They've given yep. up Belcho. Yep. David Myers, he's got a... Booming left foot. Huge left foot. A lot of experience, size. We're going to be wrapped with him. Great hamstrings. Huge. Massive. Hamstrings are so supple. Reliable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aaron Francis, he's left as well. He's, look, a huge loss. Yeah, fan of pants. <laughs> They're going to miss his four to five good games a year. Um, fuck. That's a blow. And Especially a few- if they have to travel to the Adelaide Oval, they're in strife. Oh, if they have to play the fuck, if they have to play the Crows at the Adelaide Oval with Aaron Francis, you saw what he did there last year. Unbelievable mark. Yeah. And a future fifth round draft pick. That's going to hurt them. Clearly. <laughs> 56-man squad at that's, the moment, the Bombs. Well, that's, they're probably going to have to trade that out. To, gonna, they had to trade it out. They had yep. to lose it. Yep. So I think that that future future, that could be anything. Fuck, look, I think Dodoro's found the balance there between giving up too much and getting something that will ultimately improve the squad. He's a genius. And I think, you know, Woosher. He told us last year he doesn't need first-round picks. Doesn't need them. Doesn't want them. Threw them away. Doesn't need them. Look, he's just netted. You look at this. Sam Walsh, first-round draft pick. Dow, first-round draft pick. Brad Crouch was would have been a first round draft pick. Jack Martin would have been a first round draft pick. Ben Ainsworth first round draft pick and three additional first round picks for you know Belcho, David Myers, Aaron Francis. The stoop will be creaming himself over this. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal business. It hurts me to say it, but that's that's going to set the bombers up. That's it. Now, I'm sad to lose Walsh, but I think we got the best of him. Well, mate, ask anyone in the media. Yeah, he's peaked. He's peaked. That first half ask, of his... Ask Luke Darcy. Well, yeah. Uh, very good, very good. Is that enough for the AFL? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, we were tipping, Brisbane or Richmond. We didn't really talk about it. Um, it's a repeat of round 23. I reckon the Gabba is a big... It's big. I, look, I reckon it's three or four goal, different game. I'm thinking Richmond, but ultimately Richmond can't lose because no matter which way it works, they're in, they've got a home prelim. So against either Collingwood or Geelong. So if Richmond lose, I don't think they'll be too hard up. The extra week they'll be frustrated, but they're coming back to the MCG no matter what. Love it to be Collingwood for a semi or a prelim. They're you'd love it to be. MCG. You'd love it to be Collingwood. It'd be a big game I'd to repeat want. that prelim from the year before. I'd like to see him lose again. 
be hilarious. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on now. Fabian's going to take stewardship of our NFL preview. Well, I, did, I wanted to do this with Timbo, but he's gone on a holiday. Him, he's sunning himself in beautiful Bali. Shout so. out to Timbo. <clears throat> Let us know your thoughts, Timbo, on the Twitter when you're listening to this. Um, do we want to kick it off in the, the AFC? Is that what it's called? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's this going to work? Are you going to go through them, or do you want me to pose some queries? Um... Uh, however you want. You, I want you to, I'll give us the divisions. Okay, so we've got the. We'll start off with the AFC East. Yep. And uh, in, in this one, you've been big on this one for years. I love it. I love how just mind-numbingly stupid you are when it comes to the <laughs> AFC East. Anyone going to challenge them this year? Anyone going to challenge Bill and's boys? Okay, so are you going to tell us who was in the AFC East, or are we going to just go with? Uh, we did talk about this before the pod. Um, we got the. Are you are you doing the teams or am I doing the teams? I thought you were going to do the teams. I'll do the teams. Okay. So the AFC East, of course, yeah. are the Bills. I'm just going to give you my prediction of who's going to win. So this is going to be short, sharp. Okay. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Pats, and the Jets. Yep. So okay. I th- I'm just going to go through who I think is going to win each division, and then I'll, we'll, we'll we'll play it back. I'll we'll review it at the end of the season. Depends, see. Depends how right you are. No, it's the Pats. The Pats getting do you out think of it. That no one will challenge them. Nah, nah. It's the, the, Are you still the, holding a, to your nonsensical view that no one wants to challenge them whilst Tom Brady's there? No one's going to go hard at obtaining assets while Tom Brady's there. He's forty fucking two. They, 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 they thought he'd be done by thirty six. Mm. So, so no, waiting it out. They're they're a, a four game. They're a four game better side. Four win better side than anyone else in the division. So Pat's for me. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, the Bengals, as the woman from Entourage called them. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Autumn Risa? Yeah, so what was her name, though? What was her character's name? Lizzie Grant? Lizzie Grant. She was just giving her that promotion. The Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. Um, I'm going... Well, this, is, this, is a, this is going to be... I reckon a wild card comes out of this division. Because I reckon the Browns and the Steelers... Are you keeping your powder dry on how how the Browns gel? No, I think they will gel. I think they're going to. I think they're going to come out smoking. I don't know why. I just think this is going to be the story of the season. I've got the Browns winning the division. And how do you reckon uh, Big Ben will go? Um, Obviously, lost a couple of assets. He's lost a couple of weapons. Or well, we played an entire year without without Le'Veon Bell last year. I reckon they're a chance for a wild card. But uh, I think the Browns will take the division, which is great because they've been absolutely dog shit for forever since everyone, anyone can remember since Jim Brown. Yeah, uh, the AFC- it's, the, it's going to be the best year in Browns history, apart from apart from when Mr. they acquired Mr. Son of Weaver Junior. Who did they acquire? They acquired Vontae Mack. Vontae Mack. The Ray Jennings. Ray Jennings. Um, David Putney. Because they fucking felt like they it. Felt like it. And of course, they they had um, Drew. Uh, so oh, they kept Brian, Brian Drew. Brian Drew. Brian Drew. Hey, hey. He was, he was benching PBs in the offseason. He's added 20 yards All right. or whatever it was to his... Next one. Yeah. AFC South, I think, is next to uh, cab off the rank. The Texans, Nick Raywalt's team. The Colts, who just lost their quarterback. The Jaguars and the Titans. I've gone with the Jags here. The um, Jags? They've... Go back two years ago, they were in the AFC... Uh, conference championship against the Pats, and they were up at halftime and blew it. Um, defensively sound, they've now acquired a decent quarterback in Nick Foles. I think the Jags will return to glory. Mm-hmm. 
And with Andrew Luck having absolutely no luck. That seemed to be weird, didn't it? So um, he just had enough. He's he's, he's basically been rehabbing for four years. Yeah. I think I think I think just he's it's lonely. I think he's just had enough. You know what the worst part about that was the death of the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account. It's now Derek Carr. I think the guys restarted with Derek. Oh Carr. yeah, yeah, I know. Where he writes like he's a um, civil war. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. So um, now I've got the Jags, um, the Colts. They could give it a shake. There's, there's no real standard here. I'm, I suppose the big question there from, you know, from me to you, um, what are the Texans doing now? JJ well, Watt? a lot of people have written them off, but J.J. Watt seems to be fit and firing. Um, Deshaun Watson's now second, two years removed from an ACL. They've got DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the game. They've got some weapons. Do they come together? They just never really click. Mm. But it's a, it's a tight... I've got the Jags. I give the Texans and the Colts a show. There's no wild card coming out of this division. Okay. And then lastly, in the... Which one am I up to here? I'm in the AFC You're in the West. West. Uh, the home of, obviously, the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes, and my Chiefs, the team I play with on Madden. Um, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. This will definitely have a wild card come out of it. I think the Chiefs will win the division comfortably. I reckon they'll... They'll go probably fourteen and two, and I've got the Chargers with another like high win, eleven twelve win season. So the Chargers and the Chiefs both get out of this division. But what the about, Chiefs, what about what about Gruden and the Raiders? Uh, they may have the worst, the actual worst record, record? in the NFL. Jesus, the NFL. yeah. Why it's, is that? I just don't think they're any good. Oh, well, that's fair enough, I suppose. Uh, we're going to cut across. So, you know, they've got Antonio Brown who wore wet socks into a. What are those cryo, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. The little free... Um, yeah. I keep thinking of... Um, Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah. But, so not, he had wet socks, so when he went into the thing, he got frostbite on the bottom of his feet and he lost like five layers of skin off the bottom. He couldn't <laughs> couldn't train for a month. Does he Does he sound like he's sabotaging himself? The helmet, this... He's he's gone on. Like, he's gone online looking for a ten-year-old helmet. He was on strike at one point. Yeah. I, he's, I think he's just lost it. Yeah. I think he's just happy if they pay. I him think out. the Steelers are giggling. Right oh now. Yeah, yeah, they're just going. This guy, you have no idea. We've yeah. been dealing with this idiot for years. We've got to cut across now to the NFC and the NFC East. Home of your boys. We've got the Cowboys, the Giants, your Eagles, and the Redskins. Um, clearly, you got to pick the Eagles here. Are you just blinking by the fact you're an Eagles fan, or I'm you not, genuinely? I'm think- not blinking. If Carson Wentz stays fit. We win the division. You keep saying this shit. You keep saying this. I reckon Nick Foles is better, but that's just me. Um, the Cowboys, even though Ezekiel Elliott may 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 well have already come out of it, I haven't been up to date with the news today, but he hasn't reported yet for the season. When's so, his deadline? Well, they would want him in for preseason training. So, <laughs> One of the weeks so he's missed the entire preseason. Um, and everyone, you, you watch ESPN, they're like, oh, he's... You know, the Cowboys are going to get a big win. He'll be there for the start of the NFL season. He hasn't trained. And I know he could train on his own and whatever. He's but been doing workouts. What about getting in sync with your teammates? That helps. It's handy. So, um, what about if they've got a new game plan? So, look, there's going to be contract disputes going on all season here. Who do they pay? How much do they pay him? I think it's enough distraction for the Cowboys to lose that edge over the Eagles. Jerry Jones doesn't seem too fast. I saw something about him saying... He's got. A, he goes home, looks at his bank balance, and well, that helps. Smiles. But there's a cutoff, isn't there, that he has to have played by a certain day? Yeah. Or he's out for the year. 
So Jones is sort of at the moment sitting there going, well, when push comes to shove... He'll turn up. He'll turn up. So... Okay. Now I've got my... The other two, they're shit full. Okay. Mind you, I say that we'd probably lose. We've got the Redskins in week one, but... Um, How's RG3 going? <laughs> you retired a few years ago, <laughs> sure. Uh, Tim Tebow. Um, the NFC North is up next. The uh, Ditkas Bears, they're there, the 85 Bears. Uh, Pete's Lions, of course. Yep. Uh, the Green the Bear Packer and uh, the Vikings. This is a very, very juicy division. Now, Is this the group of death? This is a wild card. It's, it's kind of. So I reckon there's a wild card coming out of this. I think it's the Vikings ahead of the Packers, but Aaron, Aaron Rodgers... He can do anything. If he stays fit, he's the best quarterback in the game. I know you don't best, like... You know the best thing Aaron Rodgers has said, ever said to me? I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. Did you see his critique of Game of Thrones? No. I think the media knew that he really liked the show. And I'm ambivalent about it. I don't care either way. But he, he would like turn up to things and the media would ask him about it. And he would like... Like a fan, he would talk about it. It was just it was quite amusing. Did you see him rock up? Yes. As uh, Ben Stiller in yes. Happy Gilmore? He looked brilliant. Yeah, so um, he's still rocking the mo. Or I will put you to sleep. You're in my world now, Grandma. Oh, your back hurts. Where's <laughs> all your hands <laughs> hurt? No. no, your back's going to hurt. You, just put you can trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> what a tremendous looking trophy. Um, so, yeah, the Bears got out of this last year, and obviously we played them in the wild card round with the double doink game and got over the top, but... Uh-huh. It's great. Look, the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings, either one of them could win it. Unfortunately for Pete, his lines, they're, uh, they're no good. So Ackwell Foley's not I'm going to go with the, Vi- uh, the Vikings, just over the Packers, but there will be a wild card coming out okay. of this division. Okay. 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 The NFC South snaps, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints and the Bucks. Obviously, we don't have any time for the Bucks because of the connection there uh, with the Glazers and the fucking Man United. No, nah, they can get um, stuffed. The Panthers... Are you putting a line through Cam Newton and the Panthers? You know what they are to me? They feel to me like, and you can you can tell me if I'm on base, off base or whatever. They feel like Tex Walker and the Crows. They had their run at the big show. They had yeah, their run you at need, the trophy. You, need, you needed to take it your opportunity while you were there. But they had it. It was there. They were on fire. They were on song. They crashed and burned, and they just haven't recovered. Yeah. No, you're not far off. Um, I think Cam is symptomatic... If, unless you're a great pocket passer, eventually, when if you have to do all your magic outside of the outside of the pocket, I think eventually you get found out. Now Russell Wilson stays in enough in the pocket enough to get the job done. Once he moves out, he's still great. Cam's great, but I don't think he's a, a he's good saying, enough passer in isolation. He's saying he doesn't. Tom doesn't leave the pocket because if Tom leaves the pocket, he knows that's career over. <laughs> so, <laughs> He but might actually lose. Tom's his legs. comfortable sitting in the pocket, and that's why Tom is who Tom is. But doesn't that have plenty to do with the confidence in his offensive line? Tom, uh, Tom Brady. Well, in general, does yeah. Cam not have the confidence? I in think his- Cam just tries to do too much at times. Now, offensively, they've got Christian McCaffrey, who's their running back, tight end, and wide receiver. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't had a crack at quarterback. He's a Swiss Army knife. So he is the Swiss Army knife for the NFL, and he's 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 a great player, but. Those two aren't enough to, unfortunately, give them a sniff. To me, it's the Saints. The Saints... Um, Drew Brees still kicking around? St- Drew Brees in the dome. No wind. No, like- mate, it's a big di- it makes a huge difference. 
the Falcons will be close to them this year. Do the, do the, I think the Vikings play indoors now, don't they? The yeah. Packers certainly play outdoors. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. But that's a, like, that's a huge advantage if you're playing in those conditions more often than not and teams come into there. It's a little bit like when the Hawks play the Giants and it's snowing and whatever. But you sit there and go, as silly as it sounds, are you, peep, when was the last time you went out to Waverley in winter? 1997. Yeah, was it cold? <laughs> Fuck off, it's cold. It was freezing. It was raining too. They train, not in snow, but they train. It's Arctic Park for a reason. So the Packers there, that, that advantage and the advantage of playing in the dome. and. But you're trying to say that there's an advantage in the dome. There's an advantage to having cons- playing consistently in a particular environment. I disagree. I agree with you when it comes to his numbers. Yeah. His numbers may be inflated because of where he gets to play, but I don't think it... But just in terms of wear advantages and tear the Saints, and other things like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Just and he's, and he's getting on in age as well. He is too. I think he's only like one or two years younger than Tom. So he won a Super Bowl? He's won a Super just Bowl. The one. Uh, maybe it, it led to the, the famous moment on... On was it Oprah or Alan? I think it was Oprah, where he goes on Oprah post Super Bowl, and he's got a scar on yes. his face, and she gave him a kiss. She thought she left a bit of oh yeah lipstick, so she's gone to lick it, like lick yeah, her thumb, not take coming it off. off. He's like, no, they're coming off. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's not coming off, Harpo. So, I've got the Saints just ahead of the Falcons, Matty Ice and Julio Jones. Yeah, they've got a chance, but I reckon the Saints. Both no wild card coming out of here. Both names. Maybe like an MVP to come out okay. of here. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. NFC West time uh, yes. to close us off. And, of course, in the NFC West, the Cardinals. There aren't enough teams in American sport named the Cardinals at all levels. The Rams, obviously, the defeated Super Bowl. George Pell's favourite team. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a team named after little boys, is there? Juventus. Oh, shit. Young well, no, boys. Young boys. Young boys. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, of course, who <laughs> lost in the Super Bowl, the 49ers, Timbo's team, and the Seahawks. This, on paper, at least, seems like a pretty... Yeah, the Cardinals are shit now. That they, they, they were good for a while. What and about the um, 49ers? The 49ers. Jimmy G's coming back. The 49ers, once again, correct me if I'm wrong. I surprised myself with how much, like, just by osmosis, I must fucking absorb about the NFL. Mm. If somebody doesn't watch the game. You play Madden for not, no, 18 hours a not, week. That is not true. I haven't played Madden since you and I played. I haven't plugged the PlayStation back in since I bought it in. Um,. The 49ers seem to have that run with Kaepernick and Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Yeah. And then that sort of didn't quite get them. A little bit like the Panthers, they didn't quite get to where they wanted to go. And then they seemed to jump the gun and get rid of Jim. Was it Jim? It's one of the Harbaugh brothers. They seemed to get rid of him, who had them actually playing the best they had in some time. They replaced time. him with Chip Kelly. But they, and that's what I mean. I don't know about who they replaced him with. Chip Kelly was a spastic who came <laughs> into. You know when you were looking for an NFL team? Yeah. And it was at the time where Carlton just got Mick. Yep. And I said, follow the Eagles. He did say that. Because we... I told you, I said Basically brought in a coach who's, who got rid of every asset, because he got rid of LaShawn Le- McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, who's now back at the Eagles. Um, he got rid of all these assets that we had, changed everything up, and it, we just fell into a heap. Said, it, it, was, it was uncanny how the Eagles and the Blues at the time, my two teams, just... They, they were mirror images of each other. I told you why. I just don't know. And then Chip Kelly went and got a job at San Francisco. He somehow managed to fail upwards. I just don't have enough time for another team in any level of any sport. Yeah. But it felt to me like the 49ers were going okay, a little bit like Carlton again. Maybe they thought we can do better. Yeah. And they flicked the guy that had got him there. Kaepernick fell off the face of the earth for one reason or another. And they've just been hobbling along since. Pretty much. Tim would probably dispute that. They they picked up... 
Tim Tim's rose coloured glasses when it comes yeah. to the 49ers. They picked up Jimmy Garoppolo, and unfortunately, he went down with an injury last year. So <laughs> that's when you know you're fucked. He's finally healthy. So let's see if they can. I'm, look, they're not making a push for a playoff. There's a wild card coming out of this for me as well. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks are still the Seahawks for me. They're well coached and they're well led by Russell Wilson. They may not be the best team. And hopefully they win enough games for them. Hopefully they win enough games to get a wild card, which I think they will. They'll win 10. But the Rams are in this division and no one's getting past the Rams. The Rams are the best team in the NFC and will win. How old's the coach? He looks like he's our age. He it's Friday. You know, he, may, he may be my He might be mid-30s. No, he wouldn't be any older than mid-30s. I love the, I love the rationale. They were speaking a bit about it on an SEN where they said... We're obviously talking about Sean McVay. Yeah, where, where the job came up. And this guy, you know, prodigy, in, in so many words, basically applied for it. And even though the Rams thought... Sorry, he's, not, he's nowhere near my age. What is he? He's 33. He's, um, but the Rams looked at him and thought, he actually might not... And shout out to SEN who are having this discussion earlier in the week. But they looked at him and they thought, he might not be ready now, but he might be the next great coach. And if we don't get him now, we don't get him. And you sit there and go, they gave him the gig at 31 or something. Yep. And he's- they gave him the gig. They had the number one pick. So they thought oh, it's a bit of a rebuild. Yeah. And yet it's just gone click, click. But it just ended up sort of vindicating the decision. You don't want to go too soon because, you know, a, a bad year can turn things. But that's what I hope happens with, you know, in a way, um, you know, with any team that sort of comes in and gets a new coach. You know, the Saints are rumoured to be, you know, announcing a guy like Ratton shortly. And you just think, is that not just too easy of a decision. Mm. And in this call, the Rams made a really tough call to go, we're going to give a 31-year-old guy the reins. But that's that's that's, that's, that's Stewie Jew and the, and, and the Giants, the, uh, the, the Suns. The Suns had an opportunity to go radical. Yeah. This is something out of left field. We'll see how oh. it goes. The Bears. The Lions kind of did that with Fagan. Fags. Fags is not... A traditional no. assistant coach. It was just. They made a really. I mean, look, the greatest one people it, always talk about. Brisbane almost did of what we keep talking about about this whole manager amongst coaches. They did. They've got the balance right. We spoke about it a lot without wanting to get sidetracked from NFL, but no, they've got the balance right of what that role needs to be. Yeah. Everyone else seems to think it's a director of coaching and whatever, where the guy's not on, not at the wheel. No, 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 no. But because no. the director of coaching role in the AFL, like what they've given, like. Let's not get confused. Bolts has gone back to Hawthorne as the director of coaching. Uh, Bolts ain't telling Clarko no. what to do. I think that unfortunately teams don't they don't get it. Who was it? Who was it that actually said an AFL coach they did it? Was it Parkin or something? And he he made a comment years and years and years ago. But wasn't it Carlton? He went to Hawthorne or something after Carlton, and he was like, "Oh, I was just like a third wheel." And I wasn't doing anything, and I was stepping on toes, and you know, like the the role wasn't defined. Yeah, he's got the role of director of coaching, but I don't think they no one knows what it is. He was there to be to have his brain picked if anyone wanted to pick it. If anyone had the the confidence enough to go in a room and pick David Parkin's brain, he was there. You know, well, if but they're all probably too embarrassed. Probably. Well, if Hawthorne want to figure out a way to win two games a year, they have got the man on board who can get it done. Mm. So, so good on them. Um, um, no, but with Sean McVeigh. He's also you've got to be a bit lucky. He lands in a coaching role where he gets the number one pick, picks up Jared Goff, has top three running back in his side, has the best player in the NFL on his defense. Probably got probably got the best helmet in the NFL. 
the Rams. Mm. I hate when the Rams mix the blue and yellow with... They've got a blue and white helmet. Have a blue and yellow helmet to go with your blue and yellow uniform. Because mm. they've got a blue and yellow... Don't they, isn't there a way, like, just white? They've got blue and white. And then they've got blue and yellow. So what helmet do they wear? With they the always white? wear a blue and white helmet. It doesn't really match when they go with the blue and yellow kit. Oh. So yeah. what do they wear the blue and yellow helmet with? They don't have a blue and yellow helmet. You shouldn't me. It's blue and white. No, surely not. I'm telling you. Oh, I thought it was blue and yellow. I, I, I'd love to be corrected. Actually, okay. I wouldn't love to be corrected. No. Just... Deal with it. All right. Well, so no, you... no, no. They've got, a, they've got a yellow. They have got a yellow one. Maybe they just mixed it up on that one time and it just goofed you. Um. Okay, well, there you go. So you've got the Rams coming out of this one and potentially the Seahawks as well. Yeah, no, take that back. I was just talking a bit of rubbish. That's all right. It's okay. I like that. We'll we'll touch base, obviously, when Tim gets on board. Uh, Tim and Fab will will run roughshod of the NFL as the season progresses. As we know, Fab, in the NFL, every game matters. So, so yeah, that's just just a quick review. That's who I think will win. Every game matters. We'll be talking about every game as as it happens. It does, because Um, you're in a division where... Don't indulge this shit. We're moving on now. We're going to talk about the EPL. When you've got a four-team division, Sean, every game literally does matter because you're going up and down against other teams in your division. Uh, whatever. Now, if you're the Pats... Whatever. Every game doesn't matter whatever. because you can have a holiday for three months. Yeah, whatever. We're going to now talk about the EPL. We're at international break. We've played four games in the EPL. Um, we're probably... it's it's To be honest, it's probably going more or less the way we thought it would at the top. Um, City and Liverpool haven't cleared out as such, but they are clearly the two standout teams, and yep. by some way. You know, Leicester and Palace have started their campaigns really well, um, as have actually West Ham, surprisingly. They've, they've made a really good fist of it early. United and Tottenham struggling. Arsenal sort of middling a little bit. The story for me, you kind of disagree, but the story for me is a developing one, and that's United. We feared that this would happen, Yep. and that's I've got no issue with it happening because we, we sort of feared it would in our little chat about it a couple of weeks ago. But what's happening is what worries me. I just got a bad smell about it. That the people who should be in the gun are the ones holding holding it, the ones yeah. pulling the trigger. Have you? Have you? I don't like to say I'm questioning Ollie's appointment, but no, it's, no, no. it's not See, looking good. It's not Ollie's fault. This is not Ollie's fault. I don't think he's coaching well at the moment. Um, yeah. Mind you, there is not a lot of options in different formations. Luke that Short he can... does his hamstring. Yep. We've got to play Ashley Young. I don't mind Ashley Young as a backup, mate. No, but that's the thing. You sit there and go... You've got a left back. But City don't... Like, the biggest thing for me is... City have got three centre backs on. I get that, but the And one of them's done a knee. The biggest, broken a leg. Our biggest problem is Liverpool and Man City, not only are they the two best teams, by no coincidence, yep. they are the two best run teams. Yep. Amongst the top four, five, yeah. six, etc. Teams like Wolves last year had a sensational year. Palace, obviously, Leicester are going well at the moment. But those two teams... You look at City, um, Mansour came in and he understood from day one. Shake, I, oh, shake. Shake, 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 Shanora. Um, he goes, I actually don't know anything about running a football club. And they went and got the Tixie, whatever his name is. I mm. never know how to say his name. Yeah. From Barcelona to basically come in as the GM of football, the yeah. more senior role than that. But to come in as that... Liverpool and Fenway Sports Group's very similar thing. Some rocky starts early as they probably tried to shake up the foundations and, and realign the club. Since they've got it done, firing on all cylinders. Yep. Superb. United are letting a glorified accountant, Ed Woodward, we've spoken about this, he actually is probably the best businessman in world sport. 120%. The, in terms of raw running the financial um, day-to-day operations of a football club, sponsors, commercial, etc., 
He is peerless mm. in world sport. He is a plus. T- he has turned Manchester United. We joke. Jay sent a shout out to Jay. Sent us a tweet today. We've got an official uh, electric styling partner, like a Remmel, whatever it is. You know, like mm. electric razor. Today they launched it. It's not a joke. We got an official waterbed. We got an official potato chip. It's not Mr. a joke, Mr. Mr. Potato. Mr. Potato. We should do a quiz. Yeah. But like we've got official watches, official wines, official like it's what he is how he has commercialized the club is without peer. Yep. But he knows dick about running and, a football and, club. And maintains the biggest asset the club's got to, from a sponsorship point of view, we haven't yet haven't sold. Haven't sold it. Haven't sold it. Haven't sold Old Trafford. <laughs> it's phenomenal. He we have run out of yeah. assets to sell. But unfortunately he's involved in everything. Footballing decisions. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Okay, I had a look. Oh, I, I you just Google Man United board members. They are all the 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 Glazer siblings. Yeah, and that's about it, mate. You know, and Ed and Ed. You know what we need to happen? And I, I tweeted this the other night. So as much as everyone goes, oh, Fergie's on the board. Fergie's an honorary board yep. member. Sir Bobby's an honorary. Um, when you're appointed honorary, you go in there and you nod your fucking head to whatever the actual board members say. You know what we need to happen? We need serious. And I'm all for, not a mutiny, I'm all for player power. I've spoken about this with regard to trades. I think a player, whoever it might be, Cornelio's out of contract, whatever. I think that the day is coming when an AFL player will go to like, what's what's the Labor Tribunal or whatever? And he will force in pure free agency, restraint of trade, free movement of labor, etc. An AFL player, if the AFL don't regulate it beforehand, will challenge the league and they will win and it'll change the game forever. We need Paul Pogba or David De Gea, the club's two biggest assets from a playing point of view, to publicly say, I want to leave the club. And that may not result in them actually leaving. In the case of Paul Pogba, if he had done it two weeks if ago... If Paul Pogba does it, he cops backlash. No, no, no. But this is the thing. He can wage a war on behalf of the fans. So if he comes out... Remember Rooney did it and he kind of very ham-fistedly did it through his so you agent. want to go to City. But if, if Paul Pogba came out and put in a transfer request and basically distances that that criticism from the manager, from his teammates, from the fans, and pretty much says that um, the club's ambitions don't mirror my own, don't mirror what my ambitions for this club, et cetera, et cetera, wage war against the owners. He knows he won't be sold, particularly two weeks ago, because they can't replace him. And if he does get sold, well, good riddance from his point of view. But my attitude with that is purely and simply take the war with the Glazers and with Ed Woodward to the front and back pages of every paper in Britain, in Europe, around the world, and basically sit there and call them out and say, it's disgraceful that a team of Manchester United's reported resources, and I'm beginning to question them, and ambition have the squad we do. It's a disgrace. Hmm. It's inexcusable. We're just very thin. It's inexcusable that if I actually don't mind the business we've done this year, but if Anthony Martial, just, although the, you said it earlier, and I agree completely, cut some a lot of dead wood that needed to mm. go years ago, that's great. But Anthony Martial gets injured, which hopefully he'll be back after the break. But he inevitably is always injured. But we've got genuinely our striking options: a Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford's not a number nine, and that is it. But Marcus Rashford's not a number nine. Oh, totally, and that is a, it. a pure number nine. And I'm I'm saying this because I know you, it irks you every week when I say it. But I was I was texting uh, Jordan during the game, and I said to him, I said, JC, you would have you would have nabbed a couple of goals here today. 
because just nat- he's, he's, he's a pure striker. Marcus Rashford doesn't un- just there was no instinct to just be in the right. But he's not a number nine. Mm. He can play the wide left and he can be a second striker, but he is not a number nine. Martial's got that. Yeah, he can. Selfishness, killer instinct yeah. in him. But when he's missing, like the Wolves game was a good example of that. Like the his finish was phenomenal. Mm. But like I said, this to me is just a developing story. About Do you like Mason step over though? It was good. It was good. But will United hold their nerve a with Ole? Because Ole is not the problem. I think Ole's been a bit. I think Ole's got a, a, a system in his head, and he's playing a system of speed and quick ball. How about we get some stability first? I I, I don't understand our midfield is so thin. We if you look at take a look at Liverpool for example, mm. they've got this dynamic front three, arguably the best in world football at the moment, right? <laughs> You got Firmino, Mane, and Salah running right. The ball breaks and they're just everywhere. Then behind them, they effectively play three defensive midfielders. Mm. Three. We play Scott McTominay. I don't mind Scotty T. Right? No, hold on. Go... We play Scott McTominay and then we partner him with Paul Pogba. Oh. Now, yes, Nemanja Matic is cooked. Done. But when you've got the squad that we have, Matic has to play alongside Scott, so Paul Pogba can actually go up and create. Is it any surprise we actually looked okay when Matic came on? When Pogba went a bit further up, because Matic came on. It doesn't even need to. It, does, it doesn't even need to be Matic. But hold on, if you've got Scott, Matic could be the guy who sits in front of the defenders. He's not going to be the guy who gives the ball away and there's no one behind him. Mm. I think Oli tactically has been a little bit off, but. Is not much to work with. No, there. it's oh, it's just it's, and that's the thing that's inexcusable from my point of view. And I don't bear City and Liverpool at the moment any ill will because you sit there and go, you've put the hard yards in, and you've actually built I said, your I, football I said program. Missed, I'd said we'd miss top six, and it's, I reckon we will. I know, Spurs have had a shocking start. I can accept missing top six, wholly and solely if we play Garner, Chong, Gomes, Greenwood, and just sit there and go, just own it. To sit there and go, you're going to play 25, 30 games. Not maybe 90 minutes, but we're going to yeah, bludge just... you and we're going to play you. And that's how it is. Because if we're going to miss top six... It's weird. I will watch us every week, but I won't care what the result is. I would care. It's I'll... embarrassing to have a window. And I listen to a lot of British... A lot of the, the BBC podcasts and I listen to the Football Daily every single day. And, you know, pretty learned individuals, people who know the game... No one ever, ever. Yeah, they say, "Oh, United are a bit, you know, thin." It was the mo- it was the most horrible transfer window in do, football. Do you history. ask your question? Do you wonder? It's one of two things: either Ed Woodward is utterly incapable of getting the deals done, which is a distinct possibility. Look at the Maguire deal. Distinct. We could have had him last year for twenty million pounds less. We walked in. Leicester said eighty mil. Five weeks of negotiating later. We got him for 80 mil. It's ridiculous. It was almost as bad as getting Marouane Fellaini. Oh, that was not good. But we let, his, we let a clause at his contract lapse and then paid more for him. Toby Alderweireld. Good example. He's either incapable of getting the deals done, so he doesn't have the respect of anyone in world football. They just take him for a ride and, oh, he comes. It's like Scrooge McDuck walking. He's got money falling out of his pockets. Or we actually don't have the money. And that's being siphoned away. 
we're, it's coming in. It's coming in. Bet your bottom dollar it's coming in. But we actually don't have it to spend. I think we've got it. You know what changes well, Pip's, that? Pip's saying that City don't have it. Yeah, well, that's a fucking lie. You know what's changed? You know what's changing that? What's changing that is at the moment, <clears throat> our the value of Manchester United as a brand is diminishing. Yeah, it's dipping. So Huge. You, so you sit there and go, when that Adidas deal comes up, if you're expecting to break a record for that signing, which you've hung your hat on with previous deals with Nike and then the deal with Adidas, if you're expecting that the next deal comes up for renewal and it's renewed at a new record, you're joking yourself. If you're thinking that the next shirt sponsorship deal comes up and it's a new record because it's Manchester United, you're joking yourself. What changes needs that... Their thinking needs to change and it needs to change quickly. Someone... United need a... To be honest with you, I don't know if it's someone in the media like a Gary look, Neville. Look, we've, got, we've, got to be, we've also got to... We've got to be balanced. We've got to give both sides of the equation, right? And I know this is being very United-centric, but being two United supporters and no one in here to regulate us... That's true. <clears throat> We can't negotiate like other teams. Sean Peter Budge comes out in the market. He's worth $50, 50 pound. Shit. Man United won him. He's all of a sudden worth 50 million pound. I don't know if it's quite that bad. It's probably 100 pounds. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, totally. We pay a tax for being Manchester United. Now. People know we have cash. So they want it. They want it. And I get it. I get that's a problem. But by the same token, like I said earlier, I just get the feeling we just need, we need, whether it's someone in the media like Gary Neville who, look, he's got interests, obviously, with Sky and his own team, in, which is in the Football League, whether it's, like I said, Paul Pogba, whether it's behind closed doors and it's Alex Ferguson. We need someone to be a hero for the club and to basically sit the Glazers down and say to them, this isn't about kicking Ed Woodward out the door. It doesn't have to get to that. It might get to that eventually and quicker than you realise. We need a football person to run the football side of the business. Hmm. Whether that's... I thought there was an awesome like appointment. I thought there was a really obvious appointment if he was keen for the gig. Who? Edwin van der Sar. Doesn't he hold a similar position at, at Ajax? At Ajax. And looking what Ajax have been able to do, I thought I just looked at that there and thought, even something thinking left field. Remember when um, Borussia Dortmund came out of nowhere again? They've been a good team for at many different junctures. Mm. They came out of nowhere because of shrewd business. They didn't have the money to go toe to toe with Bayern, but they built a squad that did it. But they're also in a league where no, no, no I understand that. But it's, it's scales of Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga. They're all two, three. Squad teams. I get it, but it's scales of economy where you sit there like and go... We're, we're, we're a better team and a better squad, as poor as we are, than 12 other teams in the Premier League, comfortably. But it sh- but we should be better again. Yeah, I know. With the resources at our disposal. If we were in the Serie A, we'd be top four. You know the first thing I would have done? I would have gone and... Particularly when Dortmund were going all right. And I get it, what you're saying, totally. They're, 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 in, in terms of the pond they're in, it's not the Premier League. But I would have gone there and said... Who's your head of recruiting? What's he on? Triple it. We're trebling it. And now you work so you work for me now. Hmm. You sit there and go, that's fine. That's a pillar for recruiting. Director of football is an absolute necessity. I've got a question for you. Please. Can you purchase a player in a transfer window and sell him in the same transfer window? I think they, a player can't move three times in a calendar year. It's my so, it's my, my, my like point that. being, you've got your eye on Sean Peter Budge 
at five pound. Good signing. Value for money. You get... Who's the Belgian club that we... we, we Andelect. We get Andelect. Oh, no, Royal Antwerp. Right. We get... Royal Antwerp. It was Antwerp. You yeah. get Antwerp to, to, to bid. Price goes up to seven pound. Right. Oh, are you saying that we... And then we just there? buy it off them for... for we give them the premium, like, yeah, a yeah, controlled yeah. premium. So Royal Antwerp. So by the way, you're not you're not negotiating with United. I don't mind that. You can't use the United name as a bargaining chip of all. Oh, United want him. The only you'd have to you could only do it once though. So there's two distinct issues. It's like the Philly, trans- it's like Philly cheesesteak. You can only do it once <laughs> the to make it work. Transfer market is fucked. Fucked. Player managers have fucked that up. There's no other way. You can't not swear. And explain and get the message across about how bad it is. It's we spoke about this right. about regulating it and capping fees as a percentage. But we also need to have someone in play. Like transfers get done now. Oh yeah. So that the window opens on day one. It's like AFL people. Sauce people seriously think Sauce hasn't been at his desk until the first of September. What the fuck else is, do you reckon he does all the all but year? All year he's. People are naive if they think that they're not working all year, talking to people all year. And that's what I mean by, and what frustrates me as a United fan, the transfer window comes and goes, we don't really get what we need to get out of it, which is a compliment for Pogba, a replacement for Lukaku. James comes in on, on you know the right-hand side, which is all right, although having said that, he's playing on the left now. But we don't fix the problems that, 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 uh, on the wings. James is just another right-footed player. If you're right-footed, you're a left-winger now. That's it's, it's what you are. It's bizarre. But you see because no one no, could cross. Can we fucking not cross? I don't know what they're trying I focus on us because I watch us more than anyone else. And if you watch another... I've tried to do it. You know, you try to get emotionally invested with another team just to see if you hold the same... Mm. Right, to see if you watch an Aston Villa and go, fuck, how come we can't cross? You can't do it. But I watch United and think, have we put in a cross since David Beckham? I watch I watch City and I, I scoff to myself and think, why are they allowed to get away with? Not they go a, to they go to the to the line they go and to the, cut it back to, to the, the same spot. fucking spot every single time. They get it deep into the box to the byline and then they cut it back to the penalty. I would spot. play a five man defense. You drop they they drag you to the goal line. Do you play three <laughs> central going, defenders and tell one of them you do not. I don't give a fuck playing offside rules, offside traps. You do not leave the penalty spot. Guess what? You're going to get the ball put there. A hundred times a game, clear it. You sit there. I understand it's easy, best laid plans. But you sit there and go, when you track back, the, the first, the first goal. If you track back with it in, in a defensive three, you sit there and go, the the guy obviously tracks the runner, and that's fine. He can stand him up. The next defender, you stand on the six yard box. The next defender, you stand on the penalty spot. So when they cut it back. The only way they're going to have to fucking lob like two defenders yeah. to the back post. And you tell the keeper, that's yours. That's, it's, it's, yeah. like, I know it's, it's simplistic, but look, you, you see so many. And they do this to the shit teams. Oh. And then it's just. And once they've got that early goal, they it's just over. pick teams apart. It's because the, the defensive, the, the visiting team in this case, Brighton, was it Brighton? Yeah, it was Brighton. They can't do what they were going to try to do because they're already behind. Yeah, well, so park done. the bus. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, look, that's it. The frustrating thing, like I said, with United is just where the club goes to next. Yeah, look, um, we're, we're, we're screwed. And I'm, I'm worried that they're going to take, or they're going to be knee-jerk like they have in the past, and they're not going to address the problem. The elephant in the room is have, Woodward has too much power. Yeah. It's not that he's no good and has to go. Mate, pay him more and promote him in the role that he actually does well in. But, yeah. Hey, game recognises game. Look, 
we, we focus on that because that's what you know it's close to our heart. Hmm. Look at what's going on at Spurs. Oh yeah, look Spurs. They've got three players who are running down contracts intentionally. They may have a mass exodus come season's end. Yeah. Two of them being central defenders. Well, the, the issue they've got with those now, guys is their you, age you, anyway. Now, if you think uh, buying someone to partner Davison Sanchez, mm. and I think it's going to get to a point where, and this is where Poch is a bit prickly. Well, you haven't, I haven't seen Poch this prickly, but he's, but he's been prickly. He's going to get to a point where he realises what's happening and he, he'll have to say, well, I can't play, I can't pay Alderweireld and Vertonghen together because I ain't going to be here next year. I'm going to have to give more minutes to someone who will be here in Davison Sanchez and that will lead to them dropping points, dropping games. He's done that with Ericsson. I'm not going to play Ericsson. He may not be here in a couple of weeks. That's the gamble they've got. Well, guess got. what? The gamble they had to take was, yeah, they're moving in the new stadium, interest repayments through the roof, whatever. They they had to reinforce, legitimately, responsibly reinforce. Because if they miss top four... They needed to reinforce without being sexy. They tried to go sexy. Mm. Celso and trying to get Nab Paulo Dybala and... You know who actually, the hype of, oh, we've got the stadium and we're going to spend. You know who actually would have been... And like, this guy might fall off the cliff. He's only played four games. Mm. Dan James would have been a good get. The way he's playing for Spurs. Yeah. As a cut price, not a sexy signing, but as a guy that's going to come in and... like a, He's actually like a classic Spurs sort do of they, signing. Yeah, do they need him though? But I mean, it's just in terms of giving them raw out-and-out out speed yep. to link midfield attack. They could have done a lot worse. I reckon he'll be player of the month. For us? No, in the, well, the Premier League. In the Premier League. Well, he's got three goals already. Pookie might... might. Oh, yeah, maybe. He'll be young player of the month. You want to talk about Arsenal's defence? Fucking hell. Seriously? They, seriously. Why do they refuse... We, we, we're, out of, we're out of the loop. We, we're avid football watchers. Why do they refuse, Fabian, to Who buy goes, defenders? Well, okay. Well, they did. They bought a defender. Uh, no, we're not counting Luis. Well... Do they not know what he's like? Do they not know what they were getting? It's mind-boggling. Fuck Definition me. of insanity. It's just mind-boggling. So they've lost Monreal. Your defence has been shit for years. Buy a defence. You... In- if- oh, Jesus. Where's Ozil? Well, they should have sold him. We would have taken him. We probably would have. Taken anyone. But no, but we probably would have. Can would've. you... Midfielder wanted, <laughs> posting bills everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you know one, let, would would Ed would would know. Bit, bit of news out of Serie. Oh no! Big game on the weekend. Juventus Napoli four three. Crazy. Juventus three 0 up within the first half. Our man, the man we were linked with, had a mare. Who? Koulibaly. Koulibaly yes, scored the winner for Juventus. Jesus. Um, no, but the Champions League squads were obviously named. What happened to what happened to the other other man, Mister Delit? He's not playing. He played on the weekend and he was shit, the shit. Yeah, hold on. Why is he playing? I don't I know. I shouldn't say he didn't play. He hasn't been playing. Chiellini. That's right. Well, Giorgio Chiellini is cooked. He's, He's seventy-eight That's... years old, Fabian. Yes, I know. But the aim was to bring in Matthias Delit slowly. Well, he had his pants pulled out. He was shit. So him. 
he will form the the rock of the Juve defence in future. With the bloke they picked up from Sassuolo, whose name is evading me right now. You could have just made something up. Demiral, that's the guy. This Sounds guy. like a medicine. No, but this is someone like Edward would know. Get who, me the Demiral. Edward would know, would know Demiral if you smacked him in the face. No, he wouldn't. If they bumped into each other, but in if you the had someone, room. A, def, a, a director of football, yep, you say Sassuolo needed. I think you've assigned him for seventeen million pound. <sighs> this guy, top five defenders in Serie A, will be not not not. No, right. But you can see how good he was. If you watched Serie A last year, you watched Sassuolo. You're just making me angry. This guy was a fucking gun. Yet Juventus have identified him and got away with paying 17, 18 million pound. But we're paying 80 million for Harry Maguire, who's only worth half that. Mm. I like Harry. He's a good player. But Harry's he's, good, yeah. but he's not worth 80 million pound. Yeah. We, can, we can survive it because, as we've said mm. before many, many times. So I wouldn't worry about Matthias Delit having his first game for the club. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what he does. So 4-3. Uh, but the Champions League squads were named this week. Old mate Emre Chan. Now, he's missed out on a Champions League squad. Do you reckon he's regretting that move? Um, you go to Juventus, you try your luck. When you're at a club, this is a Sean Wright Phillips all over again. Damien Duff all over again. Oh, don't go to a club. Damien Duff's, I think, a bad example. Don't go to a club. Or if you go there, give it a crack. But well, when they start bringing players in, know where you sit. There's confidence, and players need to be confident. No, Roque Santa Cruz. All right. Know where you are. Wilfred Bowen. Transfer windows open. Leave. I think they just like the cash. Leave. But they're on more money. Gonzalo Higuain did that this year. He dug in and said, I'm not leaving Juve. I'm not getting, going out on loan. I'm, I'm staying here. Dybala did the same thing. This is a side that's going to win a Champions League, potentially. You said that last year. We're not going to leave. And they dug their heels in. Those players are in positions where... Juventus have got a backlog of midfielders. Like they could get rid of, they could get rid of half of them, and give them to us, and we'd take them. So when I heard the news that he, he he's raging that he's missed out on the Champions League spot, I'm like, serves you right. Leave, leave. When yeah. Riyad Mahrez cracked the shits that he wasn't getting games at City, why the fuck did you go there? They got the best eleven in the Premier League, and then you sign. I don't get it. It's a money man. And I think, to be honest with you, it's part of it as well, is this sense that I can go there. Gareth Bale's maybe not the perfect example. Gareth Bale scored a brace, got a red. (laughs) But Gareth Bale's attitude is holding them to a contract that they were silly enough to sign him to, and I fully support him. But unless they're going to pay me the same amount of money, there's a certain degree of performance anxiety that these guys would have at big clubs. They sit there going, I'm happy to... Yeah, but you can go on loan. Yeah, but I'm happy to be frozen out get paid the huge cash, not play. Wouldn't you rather... Yeah, but Sanchez is still getting paid what he's... To go out on loan. Still getting... Sanchez is still getting his what? Yeah, but he wasn't leaving without getting the full whack. Yeah. And Just, Inter are paying half of it or whatever. Do you hear the, the thing that if Inter signed him at the end of the year, apparently we've got to pay the balance of his wages, which is to him, directly to him, not a fee, as in to Inter. We owe Sanchez £36 million. Is the rumour. Money well spent. If, oh, Jesus. <laughs> just to fuck him off. Jesus. 36 million pounds. Just to I say, watch a lot of Serie A. If I see him, If I see him and... Romelu. I was almost going to say on pod what Goz and I refer to him as. Oh, no. Um, if I see them linking up for goals, I'll be shitty. I'll be real shitty. 
it'd be annoying. So, I, I, yeah. I want to see Sanchez getting the ball, giving it away. Yeah, we've seen plenty of that. Yeah, so that's what I, I want told to see. you. I told you, I saw his first two games for us. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, I don't know if they were the very first two games. They would have been two of the first. He had three, one good game. I saw him play City away. I, yeah, I saw him play um, Spurs away, which we lost two 0 That wasn't his fault. We just had a shocking start. We didn't touch the ball. They scored, and then Huddersfield um, at home, which he scored a penalty, saved penalty tap in, and I remember thinking he looks shit. But new team, he's betting himself in, blah, 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 blah. There was this thing with like, I don't know what you felt, but it was this overriding, like, he looks shit. Mm. And it went on and it went on and you were sort of consoling ourselves with adjusting to the new, came in January, it's always hard, come in January, it's always hard to come down to the team in January, mm. new team. And it just went on and on and then eventually we all just went, yeah, he's shit. Yeah. We've given him enough time, he's rubbish. To the point where Ollie's gone, I've got no midfield options, I've got no backups up forward. My backup striker is 7 to 18 or whatever uh, That's a better option. He's fine. We're pre- I'm prepared to pay this guy £300,000 to not play for us. How's the time running? A tight 45 is blowed out. How does Jesse Lingard get caught up to the England squad? It's it's uh, mind-blowing. Has Gareth Southgate lost his fucking mind? Obviously, Gareth Southgate doesn't have a Sky subscription or BT and he just hasn't seen us play. I like Jesse. I've always said Jesse Lingard is better than Dele Alli. Uh Potentially. And not- I like him... For United, I get what you're saying. Like he's just not playing well now. at the moment. But how does he get a call up to the to the England squad? He plays well for England. Kyle Walker didn't get a call up. Well, he might have actually been called up now. I think Wan Bissaka has been sent home with a sore back. Good, he's from carrying us. <laughs> uh, right. So, um, so are you happy with that? You happy with that chat? We wrapping up? Oh, you just stopped me a bit centered. So, oh, no. I just... could no, I could chat football. Okay. For another hour. How long have have we been gone? A while. G- give me the, give me the stats. I'm not giving you the time. You'll see the time when you open up the record. When you open up the episode, it's gonna be an hour and forty five minutes, isn't it? It's look. It's running deep. We set a tight forty five, and we've gone well over that. We've done six segments of forty five. Jesus Christ! It was loose. Is it still recording? I thought. Yeah. Is the card not full? No, no. Because when you we've only got two mics, so you get more time. Less. Oh, data. they're layers. So they're, e- each one is a file. Tim's usually full of shit anyway, don't you? Don't plug him in next time. <laughs> I thought Timbo, God, love you, Timbo. Love your singlets. Hope you're having a good time on the beach. Bring there. me back a bing tang again. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> bring back, bring Sean back a bing tang singlet. Don't worry about bringing me back anything with bing tang on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Timbo, I thought that NFL segment with Timbo, we did the one last year where you assured me it would run 12 minutes and it ran 30 minutes. How did I go this year? We probably ran about 15. I don't know. Yeah. But I thought that without Tim... Yeah, there's only two of us. There's less words in the room. We'd be tight 45. Well, I haven't spoken for two weeks. That's true. You should cut me out because I called you a knobhead. No, that's not what it is. We'll take this off, pod. <laughs> is that it? You're wrapped up? I'm done. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you got all the way through, you're a fucking hero. <laughs> shout uh, out, Steve. Shout out, Steve. Steve Raitman. Steve Raitman will get all the way through. He will. He'll love it. He'll, he'll wonder why we didn't go another hour. <laughs> We'll ask, when's the director's cut? Is there anything you left out? Love you, Steve. Um, that it? That's it. That's it, all right. Thanks for listening. I don't think we got a song for the end of the... We didn't reference anything, did we? 80s banging hits. Just I do like it for me. Be, I like there to be and a link. And you might get back. Might get back. I like there to be a link to what we were talking about. What are we even talking about? Just shit. So, so just play... <laughs> 
just play something that's shit. All right, we're done. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Sometimes the feeling is right. You fall in love for the first time. Heartbeat and kisses so sweet. So much I'm loving the moonlight. I